All right, so let's see. It's 3.41 in the morning. Uh, none of us have slept in a very long time. Let's talk about Harry Potter some more. You guys ready? Yep, ready. bro. Let's do this. Talk, 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 talk. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Are You Doing Movie. Our movie at this point is Half-Blood Prince. It's so early in the morning, you guys. Go ahead and press play and press pause. When the Warner Brothers logo goes through, the you know, the camera goes through it, we go to clouds because it's David Yates' movie again. And the first frame you perceive of all clouds, press pause in a second. I'll say three, two, one, unpause at which point I'll press play. You'll press play, watch movie again. My name is Tim Christie, sitting next to Antoine Bandelay. What up? Eddie the Eddie Doty. Words. And Michael the Dorkman Machine Scott. Aloha. Fifth mic, we got Paul, Robert's back there, Megan's back there, Kyle's over there, Spork's over here, Holden's there, Seth's there. Yo. We're going to see what happens. At this point, you guys, take it as read that regardless of what time it is for you, what time of the day you're watching or listening to this in the future, uh, right now, it is 3.45 in the morning, and we've been broadcasting for 14 hours. Most of us have been awake much longer than that. Kyle's been awake. been 14? Kyle's been awake for coming up on 50 hours, so it's going to be fun. it's closer to 16. In any case. Is it... I cannot math. When yeah. does it become day drinking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when do we cross the threshold to day drinking? So without any further ado, let's just jump right into the movie. I'm assuming everyone that's on, under the within earshot of my voice has prepped themselves if they want to be prepped. <coughs> so we're ready to go. You're at the point where the Warner Brothers logo has flown past us and all we see is clouds. Everybody ready? Yep. Yeah. Three, let's go. two, one. Oh my God. <laughs> Woman cackles. And I just got Kyle to shoot beer out of his nose into his beard. Starting... I like that it starts like this because, yeah. and and I like that. I actually think it's it's the ru- David Yates continuing on, even though I'm not a huge fan of some of the choices he makes. From five onward, five, six, and seven story wise yeah. are a single story. Yes. It's no longer episodic, and so they they are like they are a three part story. This it becomes a, a four part story here, um, but it is continuous, and I like that this opening kind of honors that by overlapping going this is how we ended and we're immediately moving into the next stage um, oh wait one last thing real quick real quick uh we are at three thousand one hundred and four dollars right now yeah nice. keep it coming keep it coming, keep, it coming, keep it coming guys let's get another blast of people being energized on twitter and facebook and yeah, sharing and stuff let's get some let's get some uh, let's get people the word are awake out somewhere people in the are world. waking up in the world somewhere let's get some more money on the, the first the four movies are episodes and then the fifth through the eighth movie are parts of an episode yeah. Hey, Dorkman, how, how do you feel about muggles in London that you've never met before and their bridges that they apparently don't use? They use those bridges. They, I walked no, across that the, bridge what five I'm saying, months no, ago. No, no, no. In, in the movie, it's empty is what I'm no, saying. No, it's not. There are people running along it. There are people who are being killed. Die. Watch the movie. They die hard. They don't really they go, show. Well, they the get death, off. Though. They get off the bridge. They get off the bridge yeah, in time. Yeah, yeah. I think right, um, to keep it. They, so this is here comes fume effects. Really here comes fume effects. That's a really sexy shot. Aside from the foreground element, this whole and so colorful. Yeah. So kidding. Wow. <laughs> David Fincher ate your heart out. Boy, he wanted this in Fight Club. But this didn't he? is yeah. But this is a, a great. Um, this wow. is actually hell of a shot, guys. Again, and um, this is a setup that is not going to pay off until almost the eighth film. Because um, this is Ollivander. They're kidnapping right. Ollivander for. Oh, I never even. Why did I not see that? Yeah, they're kidnapping Ollivander in order oh, to man. for him to advise Voldemort on how to defeat Harry's wand. Yeah. Um, Millennium Bridge. So um, this is the wobbly the, bridge. So called because it was very wobbly when it was first opened. Yeah. And oh, I was get like, it. I see why they do that. Yeah. Because and they're wobbly. like, this this thing is not safe. And then they're like, no, 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 guys, really. And then they stabilize. It's it. fine, Millennium. Uh, the, it's so, the so called Millennium Bridge because it was built at around the turn around of the Millennium. Same with Millennium Eye, which uh, which is why it's uh, largely it's mostly called colloquially the Wobbly Bridge. Yeah. So, the, but 
point being, this should not exist because yeah. according to the timeline of the story, um, the, the story of Harry Potter ends in 1998, and it is not time shifted because the date of his of his parents' death is still 1981. And so he he comes of age in 1998. So then, so. yeah, but then before the end of the scene, Esmeralda Spalding or whoever that is has her iPod in. It's uh, someone said it. We just see the the headphones, so it could be a Walkman or whatever. But no, those we'll are see. they're white. They're white earbuds. That's a, so. The, Why is it always got to be a yeah. color thing? <laughs> so this is not this is not uh, from the book it's again. One of those uh, added things. The yeah. book. The book occurs again at the Dursleys. He's at the Dursleys waiting for Dumbledore. Dumbledore comes in and talks to the Dursleys, uh, which is a pretty interesting scene. There's a there's yeah. a whole bit where he conjures up some tea for them, and they don't want to drink it, and so the tea the teacups are bashing into their heads to try and get their attention. <laughs> Can we also talk about how cute she is? Yes, what I, adorable. If they Dude, were going, her name is Daniel Radcliffe. If, oh God! Uh, that was, uh, if they were going to establish this, they established he's going to these coffee shops and reading the Daily Prophet right in front of all these monks. Which don't do that. But um, if you're going to try and keep it secret, I think it. I, I if they were going to invent this, I think this should have been the coffee shop that they hung out that they hid out in in Deathly Hallows Part One. But wonder, in order to bring oh, yeah, this back, right. but I wonder if, like, if a Muggle looks at the newspaper, it probably just looks like a regular probably. newspaper, so as like some sort of like it's at least Muggle not a newspaper repellent. of animated. Well, gifts. she says, she says, I thought I saw one of the pictures move. Oh but yeah, that's right. I like oh, the I, I like the the quick fake out with the condensation, like oh oh dementors. Oh no, it's just cold. Bah. This is the first one where I actually liked him. He's Dumbledore. He this. They get Dumbledore right. Yes, they finally like this is he, it. He he had kind of his his whimsy, but he was too aloof. In in uh, Azkaban, and then here in Half Blood Prince, they finally get Dumbledore right. Yeah. I think. In Goblet of Fire, though, I think Gambit nailed it. Hi, MuggleNet. I'm kidding. Okay, I was gonna say. I just bro. trolling you. There's the first shot of the uh, the black hand. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, every time we see his hand, it is a fully digital effect. He yeah. was wearing a green glove, and they did they did it digital because it was easier to do than just than <laughs> trying to make the whole thing work. I thought. Every time I watch this, I think the gag is going to be, he says, most people vomit the first time, and then Harry's going to totally just bleh. Yeah, exactly. Which they That would have been doing. fun. Here, how about this as a question about the whole series? Are these movies the right amount of funny? Should they be funnier or less funny? This, this one is. This one is. is do you think this is, this is, it does have, but I'm talking about as, as far as the tone of the book series, are these movies the right amount of funny? No. They should be like this. They, they should, should be, be more a little like, bit more lighter, like or at least it's people in serious situations, but the people have a sense of humor. Yeah, they should more, be. They more should. Moments of clever than actually funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's more witty. More moments of humor, or more more moments of. The, I mean, the world should be a little bit, you know, uh, uh, a little bit more absurd. I suppose it's like the the Wizarding World has its own rules, and all the wizards kind of go with it. But it's like you're saying when Guardian Leviosa and things are. Silly things happen all the time, you know. It should not it's, be funnier at the expense of how the film feels overall. Yeah, like, but I mean, there's there's bits where, uh, you know, uh, Harry Harry uh, when in, in Prisoner of Azkaban, uh, you know, Harry hears about Sirius Black and he he goes he goes home and he lo- he looks at himself in the mirror and he says, "I'm not going to be murdered." And the mirror goes, "That's the spirit, dear." You know, it's like, <laughs> that's adorable. Yeah, things like that. It's, that's. Just, just little if moments. If I recall correctly, like the adverb she used there was sleepily. What? I'm pretty sure she said. Yeah, the mirror responded sleepily. Boom! Yes. I haven't read that book in years, wow. you people. The mirror Good did job. respond. Sleepily. And I can't remember my name right now. 
this is very impressive. Yeah. Also, I just spontaneously experienced tinnitus in my right ear. Guys, I'm falling apart. Yeah. If the stream starts failing, it's it's user error. It's between the keyboard and the chair, <coughs> y'all. This is... Yeah, I like a lot of... Huh? Yeah, the feet under, yeah, underneath Yeah, I just it noticed the feet right now, give it yeah. away. Uh... What also uh, what he he also says gives it away. What gives him away is number one the dragon's blood. Number two, there's no dark mark over the over the house. Oh, sorry, so. I just got a tweet in the Twitter feed from Cat over at Melonet. It's and it's the tweet is literally just hashtag worst night's sleep ever. Wade and Potter. All right. Yeah. <laughs> in that you're not sleeping. Yeah. How do we feel I about think, Horace? Oh. Jim Broadbent as Horace, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Once again. Yeah, one yeah. of the things that Michael Harley was saying in that video is that people miss the, the... Because he's not the Slughorn we were anticipating, people overlook the fact that he does a really laudable thing with this role. He brings something to it that... He, he could have slept through this role and it'd be like, yeah, yeah you know, half the adult actors <laughs> kind of did that from time to time. But he really brought it, and I appreciate that. He's but not the again, Slughorn we need. It's Slughorn we deserve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of... Uh, it reminded me that I had said earlier that he could have been a Dumbledore, but over the course of the intermission, uh, Dorkman had a, a brainwave about who we could have cast as That Dumbledore. wasn't me. That was uh, Robert, I think. Said, no, no, uh, uh, Kyle. Kyle said oh. it. But anyway. I love... By the way, this is the sequence Leave where... Leave us in suspense. This moment here is where I, it really keyed in to me that the Dumbledore I was thinking of was was Merlin from um, Sword in the Stone. Oh, because yeah. This is completely the hockety pockety friggin' you know him cleaning the or or him packing. This is the the packing sequence, you know, and the personality of magic in the Harry Potter films as we're talking about tone and stuff like that. And there's really a, there's a fox been, tripping yeah. balls in the corner. Really should have been Sword in the Stone kind of magic, and it, and it is a little bit here, like that last little piece, like come on, I gotta get over there. And, anyway. I, and I love Dumbledore there. That was fun. <laughs> anyway, the casting That's idea exactly was Liam right. Neeson, you guys. Yeah. Liam Neeson as Dumbledore. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, have you ever seen the article that's the the, the degeneration of Fox culture over the course of Disney films through the years? Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually saw that uh, published very recently, but I haven't I haven't read it yet. Um. <laughs> Fox foxes start as sentient beings in the Disney canon, like in the late '60s, and then by the '90s, they just become these like tweaky nonsense, like animal creatures. Hey, look, Jim Broadbent. Yeah. Um, put a beard on that guy. Tell me he couldn't be Dumbledore. He's a really conflicting character. Mm -hmm. uh, this guy. Um, conflicting or conflicted? Both, actually. He's actually conflicted and a little bit. And but you find him conflicting. I find him conflicting because because even I think Dumbledore even says it too, or not, or Molly Weasley like in the books where she's like, um, Slughorn. Mary, kind of strange, Mary Poppins right? is the low point of of Fox culture. Sorry, continue. Films. I was gonna say, cut the okay. chatter, Red Five. Yeah, yeah. So you're not in front of a microphone. Stop mumbling. <laughs> Mo Molly was saying like um, when she was saying Harry, oh, you met Slughorn, huh? like nice fellow, right? Or like um, he's kind of off, you know. You have to get used to him, and he is like he's like you know he says the whole thing about Muggleborns, like oh, surprised that you know Muggleborns could be so awesome, right? And then Harry's like, well, yeah, like my best friends are. Muggleborn, um, but, but then he's like, but awesome. he quickly says, no, 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 I'm not yeah. being racist. Yeah, exactly. Or anything. It's just, um, I like the I like the way that that this is this this gets us like three things in one in this scene right here. It's bringing back the the pain of Sirius's loss because yeah. he has no idea that he's he has any yeah things for Sirius. It's setting up the existence of Regulus Black yeah. who has a lock in. Out, and yeah. it's also telling us about Slughorn you know his his thing about oh I, you know I wish he'd been in my he says I, I didn't get to teach Sirius but yeah. that's almost certain that's not true that's not how Hogwarts works 
uh, he Sirius was the only one of his family to be sorted into Gryffindor instead of Slytherin, and Slughorn was head of Slytherin at the time. Quick thing, this is the magazine with J.K. Rowling on yeah. the cover of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I do enjoy knitting patterns. By the way, the, there's there's a line. Um, the the uh, filmmakers found out that Dumbledore was gay. Yeah, at when, this point. When they had a line about him reminiscing about a girl he knew, and uh, he talks about uh, she had hair like spun silk. And it sounded the, – the funny thing is that the, the screenwriter goes, I didn't really even mean it romantically. He was just – that's just kind of the way he would talk about people. Yeah. Um, but then she specified, well, it could be taken romantically and Dumbledore is actually gay, so he can't. But the, the version of the script with that line still in before they told – that before she told them he was gay, had the line about knitting patterns too. <laughs> so it was like that's just Dumbledore. That's not because yeah. they found out he was gay. That's just the way he is. Didn't yeah. Half Blood Prince have a different writer than no. other? That the, was no. Order. The previous one, Order of the Phoenix, Order had the, had the right uh, which was the most Michael Goldenberg. Michael Goldenberg. Yeah. And he he was originally approached apparently to write you know the first one, and and he passed on it. And so when Steve Clovis decided, ah, oh, I need a break, and and passed on Order of the Phoenix, they took it to Michael Goldenberg. And apparently Clovis immediately re- regretted it because because yeah. w- Half Blood Prince came out and he read it and he went oh god I have to do this, <laughs> and uh, so luckily I'm back, I'm for back. him he got. To and go Clovis, back. by the way, right now currently busiest man in Hollywood. Like he is writing everything. He's redoing like the next couple X Men movies. Uh, one, one of the Star Wars. Prequels. I don't know anything about Steve Clovis. I just know that he's done he's all been, these. What he's else? He's been around he, for a long time. Is he like a, just a David Kep type workman is, director that everyone hires because he's a workman writer because everyone hires yeah. that he knows his stuff. Apparently, he's pretty. He's got some pretty ballsy stuff in before the the Harry Potter stuff came out. What a what a dick move by Dumbledore. Yeah, by just the way. leave him in the lake. He just totally apparates him in the middle of the swamp. Which, by the yeah. way, they changed the burrow just the same way they would did with um uh. With Hogwarts, how they changed yeah. the set. This one's changed, but this one's actually is a really nice little comedic point. They got yeah. like all these floors, and they're like, "Hey, hey, yeah, hey, I like hey, the people popping on? in through the yeah. freaking." There's Escher a nice told the painting. Weasleys. The Weasleys are like unorganized, but they're awesome. Yeah. There's a few interesting points coming in from the chat right now. One of them is David Goldberg asking, "Is this the first decent Slytherin we meet, yeah. Slughorn?" Yes, he may and, be. Yeah. yeah. Another thing is that Graham Warnkin points out that Rowling wrote this role with Bob Hoskins in mind. Interesting. Which you know, well, actually, they try with Ginny in this one. They try to establish her actually, a little bit more. Actually, I see that. Well, I, they I try, it too, but yeah. it's it's so uh, well, especially the way he's described. He's got like a walrus mustache and stuff <laughs> like that. But yeah, and then the last thing, and it's sort of unrelated to this in general, but it's a great thing that I just noticed in the uh, Wade and Potter uh, Twitter search is from uh, Fixstar Six. It's from Dave Coombs in, in Australia. He says, "Why is love the most powerful magic? Is it simply because Voldemort doesn't understand it?" And his follow-up tweet was, "By extension, if the only requirement is for Voldemort to not understand it, how's his Dutch?" <laughs> <laughs> Dutch is the strongest magic. It is power he knows not. Stand up, dude. Stand up. Just go, I, go stand on mic, man. Yeah, if you're gonna talk on mic, go stand on mic. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but uh. Anyway, the anyway. question was, why is love the most powerful magic, Guile? I think it. I think it is because it's it's something that I mean it's it's a you can't really the pro, it, within the world of the story you can't. You can't really ask why. It's like, you can't ask why is love the most powerful magic. It's like why is fire hot? It's like that is a property of love. Visigoths. We visited that in yeah. the last movie. That is simply that is simply a property I, of I think, love. No, I think I actually have the answer to that. Go for it. The reason that love is the most powerful magic is because there is nobody in this universe who can control it. Whoa! Okay. Dropped a bomb. Forty hours. Forty-eight hours a the, week. This, wow. This, the scene that's actually going on right now is is pretty important because it's establishing their. 
how secure they feel in the in safety of Hogwarts. Yeah. Well, in the friendship and in the safety of Hogwarts, which is what is ultimately violated um, yeah. at, by the end of this. You know, Dumbledore being killed at, at the castle that he is, you know, essentially king of. Um, that's that's when they realize there is no safe place. No one, there is no one left to protect us. You know, we we are left to do this our own. I do like seeing sort of like all. just the the inner home life of the uh, of, of the snake eaters here. I gotta say serious. Yeah, snake eaters. The snake eaters. Uh, Death eaters. Death eaters. Yeah. Sorry, snake eaters. Sorry. <laughs> like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, snake eaters. I know, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, they they make a joke. They made a joker in the previous scene about uh, Dumbledore being 150. He's as we mentioned previously, according to the official timeline, he's 115 uh, when he dies. A at the spry end of 115. Yeah. Can I just say this is way more boring than I expected Snape's house to be? Yeah, yeah it's a very simple. No, I I, I, like I, my that's what Snape house. I totally buy that as Snape's house. Nah, I, no way is that Snape's house. Now, he I, totally no, no, he's, he's been put up. I, I don't, now, you see, don't know anything about what's in those books. I feel like Snape would have at least one of those chairs that's shaped like a hand. <laughs> I en- I enjoy this. I like the cinematography of this film on a lighting level, but they got... Someone gave the them grading. The, the grading magic wand, and they went, more, 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 more. It's like, whoa, no, 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 put that down. It's not that bad right now, All right. but it gets really bad later. Walk okay, I'm going, to tee, I'm going to tee you up. Let's go. <laughs> Peter Doyle yeah. worked on a lot of movies. He has worked on a lot of movies since they started doing digital color grading. This is the point that you took a little while to make last time, so I'm putting, putting that out there. Great. And therefore... Go. <laughs> what is what is your point in bringing that up? In bringing up uh, that aspect of it, what are what are what are you trying to say about the color grading? He understands the tools that he has available to him, and understands what he needs to do with those tools in order to get the point across that the film is trying to get across in every single scene in which something's okay. happening. That, How much control, you're, you're, sim- you're simply appealing to authority. You're like, he's done it a lot, well, so well, whatever he on, does... No, no, no. Wait, 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 I'm not appealing to I think it's an ugly whoa. film, ultimately. I'm not appealing whoa, 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 to authority. Okay, so. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me start this over. Okay. <laughs> I, I really don't want you to wait, go down your wait, logical... Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Holes. What effect can a colorist have on a film? What can a colorist do? Because at that point, he just gets what's there, and it's his job to deal with the colors and the shading. Sure. What, what effect can he actually have on the audience? Who are you asking? You, I'm asking you, Mike. What is what is the purpose of a colorist? Well, the purpose of the colorist is to is to use it, like you say, as a tool to heighten the emotion. I don't think that that's what happens in this in this film, or I think they take it too far to the point that the image becomes muddy and difficult to see, what, which defeats the purpose. What? What? Okay, I I need to so in in order in order to face you on this question, I need to ask you what you would do differently if you were directing this film and directing a colorist, and what to do with these scenes. I would dial it back so that you can see what's going on in some of the shots. Can you please give me an example? I'll give okay. you an example when it comes up. It's not that bad right now, but it okay. gets very extreme later on. And this is the less this is the less extreme version of what's been going on. And if you watch these films all in order, this is very clearly out of out of sync with the other ones, which is fine. Um, but I, they. I feel like they went too far, and quite frankly, they said themselves that they went too far. If over yeah, the, the course of several scenes, if you had to, if it became a matter of taste in which you could not say whether or not somebody was going too far, because going too far would insinuate that what they were trying to do was different from 
what they were trying to do or what you wanted them to do was different from what they were trying to do, then it becomes very muddy and very difficult to discern whether or not somebody has gone too far. I'm just saying the the job first and foremost of a film is to be visual, to be able to see it, and there are points of this film where it becomes... Very difficult. This, and do you have that problem with the David Fincher movie that but gets dark? Before the Not Fincher thing, I will no. say the Quran thing because you said yourself that Quran was more interested in the cinema of something than the story of something, and the color. But if the if okay, the color of a film is concerned far more with the cinema and the emotion of something than the story of it, and that's what a colorist does. They I exist purely that. in the cinema and in the. The feeling of something I understand much that. more than the logical you understand that someone can do a bad job occasionally of the thing that they do there okay. yeah I, I I will say yes but I will not grant you that as an entrance into okay, your so Paul your point that. your argument what? your That's argument is that I don't understand the color correction in these movies is very good right um it I <laughs> real quick yes or no yeah. it, it no it, okay, I, okay. Good. great I like it. Okay. That, I, okay. That's what I'll say. Okay. You like it? I don't. Own so it. Great. Own it. Own it. If you like it, you like Which it. Which I'm, I'm totally fine with. Yeah. Okay. Then why are we having this yeah. conversation? Fill in time. Because it's fascinating. Yeah. Because what are you yeah. saying? This is what, what else are, are we going to talk about? What do you not like? I'm trying. I don't like the fact that no, I'm, I'm trying to watch a movie and there are shots that are rendered illegible oh, by being drawn down too dark. Illegible yeah. visually or illegible emotionally? Visually. I can't see what's going on on the screen. Can in you some feel cases. what's happening on the screen? But hardly, no, because I can't see what's going on. I don't understand what I'm supposed to be seeing. There, there, there we'll talk a, about it later. It's fine. No, 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 we are. That, that is the bottom of it, and that no, is. We'll get to it when we get to a shot that I can't. It's, it's no see. longer a conflict. That's the perfectly comfortable thing where I can feel something, and you want to see something, but we don't, and that's okay. But again, I think anyway. I, there, there, there does come a point where it's obviously subjective, where it's like the needle just ticks past. Just one tick past what is acceptable to you. To it, it's and that that line is different for every single person. So I I, I kind of get what Mike is saying. I will say this: the first time I saw, ever saw this movie was on a plane. So uh, screen wise, those things are it's not the best viewing Eddie? experience. Admittedly, were there snakes? No snakes. No oh, snakes. No that's snakes. Good, that's but good. Mike, uh, would, would you say that your feeling from Coron's I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying at all, and so I will point out the shots that I don't like. I do, but I'm kind of you being don't. a dick about it, and I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's wait for <laughs> let's 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 table this until we get to a shot in which Mike can specifically call up and say this one here is supposed to make me feel a thing, but I can't because I can't see it. Yes. Um. And and then that's fine. Then we can have a friendly debate about that. I will say that, um, the. the on the plane, I could not see a damn thing for half oh. the thing, especially once they start uh, diving into caves and looking for uh, uh, for stuff. At that point, it's like I, 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 you may have, uh, uh, someone may have well just vomited on my screen because I could not <laughs> see anything anyway. So anyway, here's our first jump back to uh, book two or uh, movie story two. Uh, the vanishing cabinet. In terms and, of yeah. like ring, ring composition, I like, the of, yeah, I like the jump cuts here. I like the, there's like a little couple. David couple says a lot of jump cuts, and they're very effective. One thing well, I noted, uh, uh, mileage may vary on that. Actually, I th I think I, I, there it works okay, but the problem with jump cuts is that if you it get, it becomes a, it's one of those things where if you're gonna do it, you have to be extraordinarily mindful of how you're doing it because and there is no hard rule. It either feels right or it doesn't. Mm -hmm. I I'm, I maintain largely that editing is one of those things where while there's half a science to it, there's also you just got to go by feel, and you just you just it has to feel okay in the moment. Uh, and the only way you get there is through trial and error. Do I you dislike say, all of his jumps? 
No, no. I think the one I just I started this off by saying I liked that one right there, but it was two jumps in the middle of nothing else, like of just of a pretty standard cutting routine. Uh, so that in and of pacing of everything. It's pacing. It's where. It's why. You know, you have to really kind of justify why you're doing it. Uh, a great example of where it doesn't work is in the the Firefly pilot. There's a whole thing with. Um, uh, Marina Baccarin, where it's like after she's been insulted by that one dude, it 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 jumps, f- it, it's trying to do a thing and it doesn't quite, in my opinion, doesn't quite work as well. It goes from jump, it's jump cuts that should feel like, oh, I get what they're trying to elucidate emotion wise, to just like, oh, you're trying to make me feel a certain thing as opposed to me feeling that thing organically. Just so. jumping in real quick, um, we were introduced to Malfoy in this film, mm-hmm. and he's dressed completely differently than he's dressed in any of the other films. He's wearing an all-black suit, just like Voldemort was in the last film, mm-hmm. um, which I think is kind of a thematic hint that he's trying to grow up and trying to emulate uh, well, Voldemort. It's, a it's bit. absolutely a hint that he's. It's an indication that he doesn't wear he doesn't, wear, he doesn't wear the school robes anymore. No. Yeah, no, he doesn't consider that. himself part of that world. Well, neither anymore. do any of these guys. These guys are all wearing clothes. No, yeah, but, but even at school, he he doesn't. He wears a suit. He yeah, but the suit. The, these guys, if you if you pass these guys on the street, you wouldn't glance at them twice. If Tom Felton walked past you in that suit, you'd be like, "Wow, it's a nice suit." And and that's the same way that you saw when you saw Voldemort in it. Stemming off of Malfoy too, uh, the, the Mal- Malfoy, by the way, is another is another. Ring reflection. He's he is convinced for much of book two that Malfoy is behind it all, and he is convinced in this one that Malfoy is behind it all. He was wrong in book two. He's, he's right, right here, but at this point, nobody wants to listen to him because they're like, "You always say it's Mal- how many years have we said it's Malfoy? It is never Malfoy. You're just you. You need to relax, Harry. You need to chill." And uh, it's it's a problem with. Uh, um, and, and you, you, I was surprised uh, in the book to realize his like single-mindedness about Malfoy because that's that aspect of his personality is what led to Sirius's death. So I was a little surprised that he was he was like, no, something is going on. It's like Harry, the last time <laughs> you obsessed about something going on, uh, someone got killed. So Mike, how do you feel about what Graham said in the chat just now? I think this film is damaged by the fact that Malfoy has been so much of a non-entity in the last couple of films. It's true. I think I uh, I certainly think the same thing about um, Snape. I think Snape's story overall in the in the series got short shrift. And, yeah. um, you know, considering that he is the Half-Blood Prince, which is not a great Dude, reveal. Spoiler. Yeah. It's not a great reveal in the movie. Um, it wasn't much better in the book. Yeah. It, book, it was doesn't make there. a whole lot That's of sense because the reveal is Snape literally looking at Harry and going, yes, yeah. I am the half blood. I Prince. remember, I remember when Scrimger, cause he's supposed to be, he was in this book, but he doesn't appear in this movie. They couldn't find um, a place for his kind of subplot. Um, his description because he's, he's described as having a mane kind of like a lion and stuff like that. Everyone assumed that he was the Half-Blood Prince or that potential, maybe it referred to Harry or something like that. And then it turned out to refer to Snape for a really dumb reason because he was like he was Half-Blood and his mother's maiden name was Prince, so he was a Half-Blood Prince. It's like, really? That's pretty weak as hell. Um, I actually think so- that Malfoy did pretty, I mean, his transformation from being like, schoolyard bully to like actually straight up about to be like you know nazi death eater um especially their adversity in in this um film uh gets very adult it's very like serious like right now he's gonna break his nose yeah. later on they have like the bathroom fight which is extremely serious yeah. it's not like just them saying oh i'm gonna do a hex on you oh see if you can catch this memorable and like you know 
I put a hex on you. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. This is like this is them getting serious, which is also reflecting on the world and this war starting, and it's starting, you know, even like very minutely with with these two and their small little schoolyard scuffle turning into a real. Yeah, they're soldiers, like in this in this war, it's, even if it's a small skirmish. Absolutely, it's becoming it's becoming a real thing. I I liked him. I liked Malfoy not being the dumb villain anymore. That's always yeah, he you smartens know, up in this. Ha- Harry's always getting one up on him, and and finally Malfoy goes, "Oh wait, I know what's going on." A lot of people know about him and his invisibility cloak. Yeah. in the movies one, compared to the books as well. One so. issue about the Wizarding War is that in the movies and sometimes even in the books. It doesn't feel like a war. It feels like an argument because it feels like we've met every single person on both sides. And and I feel like it, it, there's a sense of scope that should be going with it. Like there is a war about to break out. Like people right. are people who we never met are going to be fighting like 50 miles away from anywhere we've ever seen over this and well, it, that sense of scale isn't really communicated. That ne- but that, a lot of that battle skirmishes quite really what happens. Um I like I like, like this line. Like th- it's like being like with that. a friend. He's like what? <laughs> yeah. Uh there was a there th- that's similar to um an exchange they have in the books, but um I I do like this bit. He's like, "I've been looking for you." Okay, who who are you? Like, what? <laughs> he's like, well, he "No exceptions. The the only the only way that that the only line that would have been slightly more British is he's like, "Professor Philip, you've known me for 5 years." He says, "No exceptions, Potter." Your name. <laughs> it's like you just get fine. In the, in the chat, Ben McEwen uh, talks about the fact that he worked on a couple of um, shots in Deathly Hallows 2, and the difference between the plates he was working with and the final grade in the film was absolutely ridiculous. There's, in the final film, there's definitely not just a color but a DSAT going on that's uh, pretty, pretty aggressive. I didn't, um, I didn't think it was as... It's not as... I'll, I'll say it's not as noticeable. Right. You, you string these all together, and, and Half-Blood Prince is cl- the clear outlier. Because right. uh, you know the the DP Bruno Del Bono was was if I said that right was experimenting with it and the only um, Harry Potter cinematographer nominated for I was Oscar just gonna say Potter that yeah film. this was nominated so. from from this film on um, the Potter films were considered by the, the way I the would gold never... standard in like the in their handling of visual effects plates in relation to the final color graded masters of the film because everything was pre graded and then pre pre graded wait effect not according all to, of that information not according was, to people in the in the chat who yeah, were saying that things that they were as, they as far as the colorist and dp knew all of that information was set okay. and sent to the houses are yeah. you saying that they weren't just like given the plates and a LUT and said, "Here's what I'm the sure that's what happened." Gonna I'm happen. sure that's what they're, they're what even they a plate and a LUT and like a pre-grade example and like CDL data and every imaginable set of circumstances for how something would eventually look. I like I like Jenny. As far as here. I have heard from the colorists and DP and Why is he covered in blood? supervisors. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he always covered in yeah, blood? I think they have the they they do try to insert Ginny a little bit more. In yeah, here. they're trying to they make her did more as of much as they can. I think. Well, again, they were like, "Oh, I yeah, guess oh, she's, we got to do something with her." So, <laughs> in the chat, Ben's just cracking me up. He's like, "One of the worst things about going home for Christmas is seeing what my parents have managed to do to the TV every year. It's always over the top levels of blue and four by three. I think I might be adopted." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I did. Did he already uh, make the comment about the Sorting Hat? We've never seen a Sorting Hat song. Yeah, they already, they already talked about the Sorting but, Hat. Uh, yeah, do like sabotage. Wait, sabotage or Freebird. I love the... I love don't speak. Do don't speak. I love the bit where uh, where Ron is like, oh, you know, he told us to, to stand strong and work together, but easy for it to say. It's a hat, right? <laughs> yeah. 
It's like, that's <laughs> fantastic from Ron. I didn't realize how many people in the chat we have that all worked on this bucket movie and these movies. Nate Cowie's like, I also hated how much they cropped one of my shots from the locket scene. I spent the whole day <laughs> painting stuff that was never in the film. Uh, that I, happens all the time. But hey, I just didn't realize we had so many, uh, so, so many of our buds worked on these movies. I would, I would like to say I would never l- have let Luna point her wand at my face to fix my face. Right. What? You know, so you don't trust her? Is that what you're saying? Right. Yeah, there's a whole callback there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but but she doesn't she doesn't mess it up. And in the book, it's it, in the book it's Tonks. In the book, there's an entire thing yeah. building up with um, Tonks is in love with Lupin, and she she is you know pining for him, but she he doesn't want to reciprocate. He does care about her back, but he's like we're we're entering a war. We can't we can't do that. You know, it's it's right. this isn't the time for that. And um, that's where we're introduced to the idea that a person's Patronus can change to reflect the person that they love, right, right. which is which becomes important um, with Snape, obviously. Um, it's not super necessary, but that is essentially what that plot line is for, and then he, they wind up talking, uh, talking Lupin into it, to the point where, you know, they leave out, they leave out Bill Weasley and Fleur until the very end. I think they probably could have just left them out Period, and had the wedding be Lupin and Tonks's wedding instead. Tom Felton's got a lot to do in this movie, and I I give him a he lot of credit it. for yeah. yeah he really kind of steps yeah. up. There's just there's especially a lo- having not he there was no ramp up to that. Yeah, no, it was just go. Just, this is your movie. It's just like you're kind of in the last one. Now you're the, essentially the focal point of this movie, and I think he does a good job performance wise of conveying sort of nuance and you know the, how a performance can be reinterpreted on a second viewing once you know the sort of the final reveal. Um, but I, and I appreciate. It. I also really dig McGonagall's new outfit. This movie, I for this like this weird power suit with the horn cap sleeve. Like, it's it's like it's like battle McGonagall. I love this like upper classman uh, feel they have. They're like you know yeah. i just looking at these first years. Like look at these newbies. You know, check and out like, Jennifer's great point in the chat. Just thinking the Hunger Games movies are improved by the expansion of their scope. Yeah. While the Potter movies suffer from the contraction. I wonder where the happy media. Well, is. I mean that's that's what it's always it's always talked about how like if you're going to adapt a, a work, it's always better to adapt a short story. The difference is about six hundred words. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just it, well it's just it's just it's just the amount of real estate and the amount of shoe leather you got to do in terms of telling your story. This is an entire school year. This is nine months. I mean, and the 12, if you count the summers <clears throat> that are in the books that obviously never even get a chance to really make it to the uh, to the screen. So it's just it's just the amount of detail you have, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, um, 12 Monkeys, for instance, was based off of a short film called La Gite. And it's it's you know, you it, you get to open it up and play with it and play with the summer parts. I've seen. Did I not say Chris Marker's Prisoner of Azkaban? Yeah, <laughs> I, I've I've seen both Hunger Games movies and those and, and Mike's and I've I've read the books and Mike's read the read those books and they breeze by. You they're they're a, a mid afternoon read. You can read each book in, uh, and so and you can kind of open those up and have fun with them. These are dense tomes. They only got bigger as they went on. Um, I as, love this, Eddie. Moment. The more tired yeah. you are, the cooler your yeah. voice gets. Yeah, no, it's uh, that's yeah. I, I, I drop about a couple octaves. <laughs> There's Ron, a smoothness. Ron and, and Harry, this is so where how jazz it is lives that, on. I know. In when about you're 16 with your best friend, that's oh, totally yeah. like, in about an hour and a half, you'll start hearing like my grandparents' southern drawl come out. But uh, but for now, I've just got the baritone of a light FM DJ. You're listening to Coast One One Hundred Three Point Five. This where Harry Potter lives on Harry all Potter through on. the night. 
I, I like that they made a point about the We've got some Wang Chung for you tonight. The spearmint toothpaste just so, uh, like she got a little bit on her face just so they could bring it back to be like, oh, she's pining after Ron. <laughs> Moan grass and Here, Mike, here's toothpaste. a question since you've been studying these movies for the last couple weeks. So I have. What is the most successful or clever or otherwise deftly handled setup payoff in the series? Hmm. In terms of like a little filmmaker setup, filmmaker payoff, just like that was perfect filmmaking right there. What they did. I don't feel like they, I don't th- feel like anything was handed off well in between movies. I don't feel like there's anything that was uh, deliberately kind of, uh, at least not from filmmaker to filmmaker. I guess um, Yates had some some stuff going on. I don't know. That's that's hard to say. I can't think of anything that that really stands out. But but. Part of the problem being that it's hard to separate from the books because there's a lot of great setup and payoff in the books, but it's like, okay, so does that count for it goes well for the movie or is it just that? um, And I find myself more often than not disappointed with the movie not paying things off as well as the books did. More often than not, that's that's where I find myself. I can't think of uh, anything that really off the top of my head that really like nails sings, it. Yeah. And in the chat, Michael Harley, who apparently sleeps only intermittently, no. uh, right. thanks for sticking around, Mike, uh, says, the funny thing about this film is it does what a lot of the others don't. It gives focus to a lot of secondary characters. Yes, which everyone, I agree. Which yeah. everyone wants in the other movies. Yeah. But yet this one gets taken what, to task a lot what, for that. What I love about, here's the thing about Half-Blood Prince is other th- other than Harry's uh, strange relationship to this book, which uh, uh, it is um, again kind of a reflection of um, the the first one, where there's a suspicious, suspicious book telling people what to do. Um, to in fact, to the extent in the in the movie, Ginny gets hold of the book and she goes, "Who's the half blood prince?" and just kind of makes a, a joke out of it. But in the in the book, again, you know the the kind of degradation of Ginny's character. They're talking about it, and Jenny goes, "Wait, excuse me, are you taking orders from a book that's of suspicious like circumstances, and you don't know who wrote it? Because I have some experience with that, and I'm here to tell you." And they're not like, so "Whoa, good. whoa, 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 whoa! Not it's so not good. like that at all." And um, doesn't Hermione investigate too? Like the Hermione whole, investigates. She's yeah, the one who the figures. Whole, well, it Hermione out. investigates from a place of jealousy because yeah, for the yeah, first yeah. time, like He's Harry's outclassing her, and like, and that was, and it kind of alludes to it in that moment. She's like, "No, the book says specifically <laughs> to cut it." Yeah. Uh, really quickly, uh, just the whole concept of liquid luck. I, for whatever reason, it just on principle, it always bugged me. It's like magic should either do a thing or not do a thing. It shouldn't be this passive effect probability thing. And yes, I know, whatever, it's magic it can be whatever the hell it wants to be. Were but. you bothered by Longshot? Yes, I was. At, that's where exactly where I was going. He's my favorite. Mutant. He's my favorite mutant too. He's awesome, but I, his power is ludicrous. To just same thing with Scarlet Witch to just affect probability. It's like all things being equal, you know, you'll make the green light. You know, it's like just. It's it, I don't know I just for whatever reason yeah it, it's 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 it, it's it's halfway superpower and I just I for whatever reason I never got into that because it's it, it, it I'm as a writer I'm sure it can be a lot of fun to just play around with but uh, but as a reader for whatever reason it's not one something I've ever cottoned up to. personally I take it over the claws oh uh, Wolverine adamantium claws yeah. I don't know if I take it over the healing factor <laughs> they go I take it over the claws uh, as we're about to see in a moment. We we've now seen the diary. Reintroduce that just to be like, okay, remember this Horcrux ring. Hor- I mean, we haven't been introduced to the word Horcrux. In right. fact, the movie plays it that Dumbledore has never heard that bef- the word right. before, or he doesn't know because uh, when the first time they get Slughorn's memory, they see Voldemort ask, 
I read this word Horcrux. What does it mean? And they just didn't know what oh, yeah, Slughorn. Right. They figured out. They didn't know what Slughorn had told him. But in the in the memory that we see in the movie, um, he asked the word, and even that part is tampered with. So they're like, we don't even know what they talked about. We need this memory to find out what they talked about. And I think that's actually a better construction of a mystery in in this particular movie than a lot of the other ones they go very much out of their way because this movie is so fixated on kind of romance and stuff very out of their way on several occasions to to point out harry and hermione are just friends yeah harry and hermione are just friends though though i believe daniel radcliffe and emma watson have more chemistry than uh she does with rupert and I think that's why it comes off a lot. That oh, um, maybe. you know, if you really look at it, they do, they have you know a little bit more um, chemistry. But, um, so, you know. but, but I, I was going to say the um, <laughs> other Sorry. than other than the th- this, other than his kind of private lessons and what's going on in the background with with Malfoy and the vanishing cabinet, mm-hmm. this is a very normal, sane year. For the other students of yeah, Hogwarts, yeah, it's not That's pure nothing chaos. really happens. Until Everyone just kind of goes to their classes. Yeah, until the end right. when all hell breaks loose. But otherwise, it's like no one's being killed all the time. There's no threat of people We're being killed the all curse. the time. There's the the curse and the, the necklace. Finally, noticing there's the necklace curse, but it's it's, but it's a like, very occasional yeah, thing. Yeah. I'm finally noticing the. the but uh, that but that is another the thing. The tendency and, towards somebody else saying nothing really happens with me, really really liking something. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing because because not too much is happening. This movie gives the opportunity and this story yeah. gave the opportunity to focus on number one. That, OK, so look, here are the tiles that look exactly like the Ministry of Magic uh, at the at the orphanage. But so right. don't like that. Not as imaginative as it could have been. So um, wait, does that but that implies that this orphanage has the same bureaucratic kind of. I suppose Wait, that's, I suppose that's what they're, they're the trying to go for. Yeah, I guess I can give that. Um, Do you want to talk grading? Because this is like the craziest it goes for the entire series. But it's, this it's is dream. And it's, yeah, but it's dream. Yeah. And it's kind of like, not dream, but it's it's pensive. And it's, you know, literally memories made out of there's ink. A, there's, a shot where, there's a shot where the Death Eaters, it's at its worst. With, there's a shot where Death Eaters are trying to get into... Hogwarts, they're doing their flying. Half thing. of that frame is completely out of focus for no reason. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's aggressively and tilt I'm shift. Totally no into reason. that. I'm so into it. Yeah. Um, and they're repelled by the by the charms protecting Hogwarts, and you can see almost nothing in that shot until they hit the barrier. Which I I don't think there's an argument to be made that it's uh. uh Given the context, can you feel what's happening? And huh? you tell and like if you if you're a patient and you are appealing more to like the the emotional intelligence of the scene, can you tell what's happening? No, because it's an establishing shot. There's no emotional intelligence of the of the shot. It's just an establishing transitional shot that's panning across a landscape that I can't see. Re- really but quickly. Anyway, I, I, I'm a father. I love kids, obviously. But if there's a little boy there who says I can make people who are mean to me, I can make animals do things. The only appropriate response for Dumbledore here is like. Okay. Fire? No, no, it's like okay. Neck break. Yeah. Leave. Just it's just <laughs> the, the, they that do that. Irredeemable. In the that's just there's <laughs> the, nothing better is go, ever going to happen with that kid. The thing about the thing about Riddle that they do in this movie, and and we were saying uh, in between another big reflection of of six and two is that, uh, and especially more in the books, these are the Tom Riddle chapters. These are the stories where we learn about Tom Riddle and his past. Right. Um, we learn a lot about his. his I always past thought this and, was a Muggle orphanage. Like, it is. Okay, yeah, it I just is. want to make sure. Yeah. There, um, there's something to say for Dumbledore where he's saying, like, as a character, I don't have the presence or the 
authority to be able to say whether or not this is our savior or our downfall. Yeah. I I I think um yeah, I think how, this kid is I, great and by the way that that's uh actually Ray Fine's nephew. Um who was who was not cast just because he was related but because he was good and he because he's related he looked a lot like well, That was yeah. a damn good um, little Damian Omen kid. He yeah. was but that's that is kind of the the slight issue with it or that you could choose to take with it is that Tom Riddle is supposed to be really charming and Dumbledore sees through it but decides, no, nah, we can work on that. Yeah. Whereas here, like you said, he is clearly <laughs> like, okay, boy. this kid is creepy. Yeah. Hindsight 2020. Yeah, well, he's at, well, there's an element of that that, I, that I'm almost willing to kind of um, retcon into it where it's like, this is the way Dumbledore remembers it. But that's the this thing with Dumbledore's Dumbledore character is that he's so kind of twisted by the fact that a lot of his decisions are based on being like, maybe weird people aren't bad yeah and he's super purpose. wrong almost all the time right <laughs> except with snape which as it turns out so and with his sister and the whole reason why he's so screwed up in the first place yeah he was like well the last time i thought somebody was like everybody else thought somebody was weird i was like they were the reason why i am the way that he is huh. yeah here's the shot where you can hardly see anything yeah it's pretty dark the loyalties are really clear um, in this movie too. Like um, Harry's very much in Dumbledore's camp, and then um, there's no like fighting with like Harry, Ron, and Hermione, except for maybe like the romantic stuff. But um, they're all like, coming all, off of, coming off of like you know Goblet or the Phoenix. Order Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're all like, okay, this is our team. This is you know he's or, um, Dumbledore's ordering him to uh, infiltrate uh, Slughorn, and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna do that for you. Like I know this is what we need to do. You know, he's he's a loyal soldier in this. What's interesting is we actually see a lot more of what Malfoy is doing. We're privy to a lot more of what mm-hmm. Malfoy is doing in this film than we are in the books. Because yeah, it's like glimpses. This and the shot right before, since we just previously had the Dumbledore's army, it's easy to recognize, oh, he's in the Room of Requirement. Yeah. We make the connection. Although we haven't seen, yeah, the, the, the kind of uh, stalactite. Uh, architecture yeah. is yeah. very identified with the room of requirements. Yeah. Well, so. and, and that hallway leading to him right. through the doorway that was but, very. By the way, that that um, there's a behind the scenes thing with the um, there's a a, a a a tapestry. The tapestry of uh, uh, I can't remember his name, but uh, okay, yeah, uh, Barnabas the Barmy. He was a wizard who was go- who tried to teach trolls how to do the ballet. And they were going to do that tapestry, a moving tapestry, and they built, like, suits for tr- troll suits that people could kind of do ballet in. And they did whole tests before it was scrapped. I don't understand. My thing is I don't understand why they were doing that because the whole punchline to that was the tapestry is about these trolls in tutus bludgeoning this guy to death. Because that's as far as he got in tra- in training them to ballet before they he just well that makes a lot of sense as far as Dumbledore's um, unimpeachable belief in the good in right right the individual it's kind of like well well he tried and is that's that not mattered. is that not what that would have been going for I suppose yeah I guess so well the, if to have him have achieved it and have the the trolls doing ballet is like well that's kind of missing the well, point Tom Riddle <laughs> is Dumbledore's troll doing ballet I guess so yeah he's trying to get him to he's just going like no the, the weirdo may be I think the if they put that everyone. in maybe that's that's the way it, it plays I don't think I don't think that connection was necessarily there in the books but 
who knows? It is now. Yeah, it is now. Now I'm gonna think of it every time. Do you guys already just Cormac McLaggen is if he weren't so if Cormac McLaggen weren't so friggin' like molesty. He's got a Chris Pine thing going on. Well, he's got what he. What, there's a shot where I'm like, wait, okay, in he the looks, molestiness? He looks like he looks <laughs> like no, a, no, he look. looks like a mix between uh, Ryan Phillippe in his this age days yeah. and uh, Jesse Eisenberg. I really like the he's costume design his, on his name. On this like era of, yeah. of Quidditch outfits. Yeah. It's this really odd. What is it? What's going? What's going on with the whole general sort of wardrobe choices in the latter parts of the series? Like it was all cloaks and crap in the beginning of the series and now they're like kind of izotty like these are these people should be in like a docker's ad in a yeah. canoe with like a golden retriever they're developing well as as quidditch evolved they were like they need more pads and stuff yeah, they're man realizing they're realizing how brutal like it is. Yeah. they look like leatherheads i mean they look or like rugby it's more like rugby. yeah yeah they're like it is they're like strapped up in the in, a, in like a sport game in the 30s it's absolutely like watching a rugby match yeah. when you uh more than that they got way more gear on than a rugby yeah. player Oh, Hermione. Yeah. You cad. <laughs> and he's, you almost feel bad for Cormac here, whereas in the in the book, he's like immediately, I want another chance, and like a total dick about it. And it's like, oh, this guy. Okay. Serious question, even though it sounds dopey. Yeah. This universe, okay? All rules, this universe, no magic, except for brooms. Do you ride a broom? No. I would not get on a broom. No. For money. No, Without no. Without Madame Pomfrey. Yeah, if you can't yeah, be healed, if, if you can broom. fall off, if you fall off, you can't stop yourself, and you can't heal yourself. Yeah. You just Hell get, you just get no. a magic broom. Yeah. Absolutely mm. not. Yeah, under no set of circumstances would I get on that damn yeah. thing. That's like the. I mean, it would be so cool, but I would want a parachute, and then I would never come below five thousand feet. Like I'd be like, I'm staying way up here where it's. I got a good long time to get this parachute open because I'm, you know. Yeah. It'd be it'd be fun to like zip around like the suburbs or something like that, or, or dart back and forth, like do a trench run through New York, or but fly very it's low. Like, you die <laughs> immediately. Like repeatedly, actually, you die like, and then you'd get back to life and get back on the room, and die again. I mean, yeah. could not get me near one of those damn things. Not to mention the fact that there's no seats. Yeah. So here's the bit where Ginny should be getting much more upset and like, excuse me, uh, I had a thing where a book talked to me, and that didn't go well for anybody. Giant, so giant snake monster. Remember? Yeah. Maybe you should think about that. And um, but right here, she's like, "Who's the prince? Okay, here's the book back." It's like, and come that's on. It. Yeah. <laughs> There's no personality and no. It, she even thinks it's kind of funny. She's like, "Oh, isn't that adorable? How he's probably gonna get possessed like I did." Yeah, and it, like, <laughs> it was kind of. I it, think the prop is great, by the way. All of the the detail and yeah. the it's great. Hey Nate, are you still alive? Uh, last tweet I have from him is that he's on like beer six. Right. Um, the, that was only a few minutes ago. The uh, oh, this is oh, oh, pretty soon we're gonna get into a shot where uh, they actually oh, forgot beer seven. To, Dial yeah. down the saturation. It's like, oh, color shows back up in this sequence. Um, <laughs> this is where Neville's like Teague, reaching ever, peak Neville. I yeah. To Cheek's question, have you ever, Teague, have you ever seen the pictures of the, uh, the guys that are building skyscrapers in New York in the 20s? Yeah, god damn. Oh, that's pictures. amazing. <laughs> the, Here like, we go. The like very next shot, somebody on, left on the uh, the saturation knob. <laughs> Oops. On the, on the, on the oh, shot after totally this? have details in the relics. Yeah. Oh, look, Whoa. they have skin tone. Yeah, there's some color there. Oh, wow, that's so... I never really noticed that, but well, yeah. Anyway. Super sad. Um... I love this scene. I love this scene crushed. with 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 all of them actually. This scene in the in the three broomsticks, they're doing a great job of just being very natural. I think Ron is extremely funny with his I'd like to leave. Wait. Like he's doing <laughs> such a prude about it. And then and then Slughorn coming up all all drunk and, you know. In the chat Barcy Girls points out that there are there's an invisible cushion on the brooms. I didn't know this. Yeah, there's an invisible cushion on the brooms. Yeah. Well, you should imagine this. It's really uncomfortable and they also have Is like, there an invisible parachute on your ass cuz that'd be way no, better. No, no. Um, well, I'm just saying, as long as we're going to do invisible things on the brooms. 
I think this is like all th- the three of them. This is like the pinnacle of like they're acting. Like this is when they get their best, and it yeah. stays pretty much the same to the seventh. Um, yeah. But this is when they're like completely comfortable. They get the characters. They can just do it. Like they're all capable actors at this point. Yeah. And Hermione's given- done with her eyebrows. Uh, uh, Harry's very, you know, he's got it with uh, yeah. Harry. She plays. Rupert's doing Rupert. I love that moment there. Was what if she looked over here and we were snogging? Like, would you would, would oh, yeah. be upset? <laughs> she plays the the levels of that so yeah. well yeah. that it's it's wonderful, and, uh, and they got the beats right. Yeah. Just the long and, and the the fact that they can just hold on these. Like, you say kids, but so they're not drunk. kids anymore. Yeah, I love <laughs> all hands on deck, Ranger. It's, it's that's a beautiful moment. And that's not like I I che- I was interested, so I I pulled up the script. Not ad lib, totally, <laughs> totally written in, and, and he pulls it off like that, like that was a mistake, and he just rolled with it. You know, I I think it's wonderful. Oh, the, <laughs> he just the, dismisses Weasley. the snub on Ron. Uh, I know it. That's so Wallen me brutal. In the in the uh, in the book, at one point, he refers to Ron as Rupert as a little yes uh, yes, nod which is to, awesome <laughs> to the films because the films were already well into well, well yeah exactly. By now. Uh, somebody, you know, somebody also said earlier if there was one character you give more screen time to. I, I also kind of lean towards Ginny. I think. Uh, oh yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She's, we uh, need she, her. We, yeah, we need her. We need her. Not, but also more time in the books too. I, uh, to me, it's like I, feel, I almost feel like more time was given to Cho, especially in like the, you know, ultimately Jenny is obviously given more time in, in book six and seven. But I, I would have liked to have seen a bit more courtship. I would have liked to have seen a bit <laughs> well, more. These movies did adopt a pretty you know, uh, Cho don't tell philosophy. So. I, uh, I, I like that Hermione. I like Hermione being all like drunk, buzz happy. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh, I know what that feels like. That's great. <laughs> I'd feel like that right boy. now if I didn't have to be up for another. That's right. Eight You're hours. up there much more chill about drinking than they are here. It's yeah, weird yeah. to think of like soon me just watching of- Slughorn in the bar just then, <laughs> just being like, yes, this is the nature of. A lot of human. this is is done practically. Like that's that's her underwater to get that yeah. weird oh, the, uh, hair effect. drifty effect as opposed as opposed to like a digital that's like you know. some japanese horror movie shit. speaking yeah. of yes. the clou- speaking of the cloud atlas christ metaphors with yeah. Tsunami yeah. as a result of slughorn yeah but um here we go yeah and and we're gonna see the necklace that if if you didn't it's it's pretty pretty much an Easter egg. Like you can go back, and he really does see that necklace in Borgen and Burks. You can you can kind of see it. It's it's neat that they. They had no idea it was coming back at that time, but they were, yeah, put it in. They said an opal necklace, put it there. <coughs> I really, I really do enjoy the uh, the scene coming up, with you yeah. know the lines about why is it always you three? It's like I <laughs> right, right, and, and it just feels like because it's like their last time kind of in Hogwarts, so it's kind of like a nice callback. Like this is like you I'm, know, I'm this whole st- thing's a send off. Oh, still, I don't. I'm still tripping on McGonagall's outfit. That yeah. is like some Legion <laughs> of Doom shit. I don't. I don't care. If, there, there are some problems with with the the mystery here. Number one, uh, we're not supposed to know she was trying to get that to Dumbledore. Right. At this point, and number two, Malfoy was in the three broomsticks, whereas the whole thing was. There's a whole subplot where he had Imperious Madame Rosmerta, and that's how he got her the necklace, and that's where the how the the mead got poisoned, and that ends up not really coming around. So it's just like, oh yeah, it's totally been Malfoy the whole time. Well, I, I think that's a, an easy lose. The, I, I, I just want to say, I'll, I'll, oh, yeah. I'm going to let you finish. Um, watch Alan Rickman in this scene. He blinks exactly once, and it is the most perfectly timed, like, comic, but it's amazing when, when he actually, the one time he chooses to blink is like, that is a master at work. No, I was, I was saying, I mean, let's face it, the entire series has been a 
lesson in what can we par, you know, what can we cut away to reduce it and you know, streamline like, the plot. The and yeah. that I am perfectly fine losing because yeah. over the course of it, we never really get the character of the bar, you know, the bartender. Okay, here it comes. Like that. You just blink. <laughs> you, no. you just blink. No. <laughs> like, yes, that's genius. Anyway, you were saying. Yeah, I mean, it, it's throughout, it's one of those <laughs> things of Hogsmeade is just a place. It's other than. Um, uh, <laughs> In the chat room, Graham's like, there's a brilliant YouTube edit that makes the pause and snapes. You just. No. Last uh, for 30, 30 seconds or so, <laughs> with everyone else just staring at him. You just cut, cut. Yeah. That's cut, awesome. Cut. Blink. No. <laughs> That's one of my favorite. At, like when I'm working on a show and I'm bored and it's way too late and I'm there, I will make sort of infinite pauses between people. Uh, where they just, everybody just looks around. No, dude, that's a around. weird thing I learned about. Like, I, I had an odd opportunity to learn something about like humanity. I should I should share this with like psychologists or something like that, neuropsychologists. But I'm watching all these MuggleNet videos that that we that we got right, and, and they're I'm, weird. I'm watching, <laughs> and Mike no. Mike went through this too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you had this experience or not. No, but, I was kidding. I was, but you guys are cool. I had the audio on my laptop muted, and I was watching video of any of the people from MuggleNet listening to me ask them a question. So I'm watching video silently of someone engaged and looking into the lens and like smiling and nodding and then like suddenly grinning randomly and like blinking and like looking at me quizzically and like thinking and I'm just watching someone, I'm not doing anything and they're just looking at me and reacting to something I'm not saying. And it's this really odd, very disturbing thing where you're, I don't know where exactly how to, if, if, if it doesn't sound creepy, then I won't ever make it sound creepy. It's just a weird thing where you're just watching someone like, you're not doing anything, and they're just like staring and reacting to nothing at you silently. It's a weird sort of... So Harry Potter's on. Yeah. They're having a really awkward <laughs> attempt yeah. to talk about girls. Which yeah. They're like, no, when we're not going to Coupled yeah. with the fact that he's trying to talk about his sister. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just this algorithm. She has nice skin. Yeah. Her skin's cool, too. Like It's just such a weird... Yeah, so I've got a boner for your sister. I Basically, know. the conversation Shut is: up. I like Hermione. I like your sister. So those desserts are thank you, just Sarah. ridiculous. With yeah. the exception of the the Christopher Columbus first two, where for the most part, you know, we, we almost to a fault said they were largely straight adaptations. Yeah, I think this is almost the most faithful to the actual source material. It's very close. It un. It's very un. Uh, the the one thing it's missing, or the several things it's missing, are the other uh, Voldemort memories. True. Which I understand why Yates... I understand. I don't agree, but I understand why Yates chose to cut them. Unfortunately, it hindered him later because the identity of those Horcruxes yeah. became important. Why did he yes. cut them? He he cut them because Time. he didn't he didn't want to get he didn't want to get bogged down in all of. Tom Riddle's, you know, all of that that history it's about what, it's that. Three times that he goes back to Dumbledore, and each yeah. time they do two memories. Yeah. It's it's, I mean, it's Gaunt's, or yeah, it's the Gaunt's, uh, uh, you know, um, Voldemort's grandfather and his mother and and all yeah. of that. It, he basically just wanted to do. I want to do, you know, we we how Voldemort Young, gets to yeah. Hogwarts and becomes kind of his his journey to being Voldemort and and not a lot of this backstory. Yeah. Totally get it, but I. Uh, again, we, I, we lose out on a lot of clues that are important later. Right. I totally love that Neville is like got his napkin tucked in at his <laughs> yeah. collar. There, he's like the only one who's got. Or I think uh, and uh, um, 
uh, uh, Bill Nye there has, has got. Oh, God. Yeah, but that's, I just Her- love the I just love the napkin and the sleeve. Like. Harry standing up for Ginny. Everyone's like, oh, it's oh, like yeah. no, no. At a dinner party like that, you're supposed to stand exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah, a guy a and a woman walks. Uh, you know what's funny? I had no idea what the heck he was doing, which is completely a testament to how <laughs> dead is chivalry. Yeah, I was like, what's he level, doing? Everybody else is like, game. like the older people were like, uh, he's being chivalrous. I was like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> meanwhile, a prop from Batman Forever showed up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, uh, so the, the weird thing is, I think I think Yates occasionally gets really interested in a visual he has in his head, yeah. even if it doesn't necessarily make sense. Look at it, because it's a very because there can be very pretty visuals without. It's like he he goes the sand runs slowly if the conversation is stimulating, and they talk about Voldemort. He dodges the question, and then it cuts to the. It cuts to the the hourglass stopping. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is such fat. No, he just cut off the conversation and didn't say anything interesting at all. Uh, to your earlier point, Mike, this that w- the dropping of the hints and everything that leads to the Horcruxes goes back to our original point from the last couple movies that we're losing the mystery aspect. Yeah, these are these are unfortunately turning more into action thrillers. Yeah. versus what they. Are in their more you know, original form, right? And Michael Harley back in the chat makes a good point. If you spend too much time exploring Riddle's memories, it wor- it's okay in a book, but in a film, you're losing you you're losing your, Harry. Yeah, you're, you're losing lo- track yeah. of the main character yeah. for much too long. So it's called Harry Potter. Point, yeah, not Mean Guy, <laughs> the movie. Oh, that'd be a good movie though. I'd dude. watch it. Yeah, I'm writing it. The movie. Oh, mean yeah. Guy, the movie. Okay, so it's mean gonna be about too. a guy, but he the starts guy. out mean. Ha, ha, that'd be good. No, I, I don't have a second act yet. Though. I guess yeah, yeah. I guess the 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 hourglass stopping is supposed to be, it's like in the last minute and a half they forgot that it's about like if the conversation is stimulating it to turn into a lie detector <laughs> because yeah. everything Slughorn says in that sentence is a complete lie. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, Ron. Yeah, he he knew there was a monster because he says later when he's about to give the the memory he's like you don't know what he was like even then. And it's like, oh, okay, and and it's true. He's he's a pretty intense kid. That helmet does f all for brain injury. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Well, so it do, and it doesn't do much for for you know people having confidence in him either. It's like, oh, you. Look I like you know. Okay, like, damn it! I should have made that. I should have made that that <laughs> egg on toast. Oh, to yeah. get a perfect sunny side up egg is a skill, and to give it completely even, you need like a ring mold, which is what they're doing there. You can either. Pour the egg into the ring mold, or you can use a ring mold to cut the perfect circle out. But anyway, this is what we're devolving to, folks. Ring mold person. Ring mold, yeah. <laughs> but just the just that that try the, the like the perfect square and the perfect little triangle toast and everything. I think that uh, as as we discussed before, lavender brown is a is a recast. For yes. some reason, yeah, um, and I'm very angry about it. Yeah, because yeah, not not because of. Okay, no, it's because originally in all of the previous movies she was um a black yeah. character, yeah. and, and it it's like, like right when it's like oh she's going to be a love interest for Ron. Yeah, let's make her white. Yeah, I'm we like, better recast. What? That's awkward. Um, it is. It is just. I don't. I don't understand why. I don't think it was yeah. ever said one way. Or I the think. Other. Oh, I love that they got Luna's hat. Into the Perfect. movie, they Perfect. referenced it, and it's and it's funny because it feels like it took forever to get it because it's it comes up. She she makes this hat for um, uh, Quidditch in Order of the Phoenix, and or uh, Quidditch was cut completely from the Order of the Phoenix film, so we don't see it there. And they finally brought it into to this movie. So it, but this movie came out in two thousand nine. 
uh, Order of the Phoenix came out, the book, in 2003. Yeah. So it took six years to yeah. see that hat on film. So it felt like it took like a dozen movies to right. actually get there. When it was, well, it's only late by one movie, actually. Right. Yeah, I, I basically love how it's. Ron is essentially on magic steroids. Like, yeah. it's just a total but, or, performance and, enhancing drug. And, but he's not. He thinks he's he not is. at all. Oh, he thinks he placebo. is. Placebo, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's a total confidence <laughs> booster. There's a very funny uh, sequence later where where um, Harry want Harry goes he's gonna drink it and and Ron waxes about he's like it's an amazing feeling when you drink it it's like nothing can go wrong <laughs> and Hermione's like you never took it and he's like but I thought I did that's the same thing it's, it's all, like it's all, it's all right <laughs> yeah love, right there hitting I the, love how like vicious Quidditch gets in yeah. these later movies when I was at Denver International all night last night they had a lot of. Uh, <laughs> displays for <laughs> like early aviation pioneers uh-huh. and all of them had the same cruddy leather helmets that Ron's wearing. Nice. Yeah. And I'm like, that that's not a I ha- helmet. I have you to don't say, get to call that a helmet. It would not protect you from anything. If I, ha- I punched you in the head while you were wearing that helmet, it might make it worse. Yeah. This is the first movie where them riding broomsticks, maybe because of the way he's riding it, I'm like, okay, this is the most phallic thing I've ever seen. Especially like, that that camera turn. He's like, like Whoa! and he's like grabbing it like, yeah. I'm like, uh, I never noticed it in the other movies. It never struck me the way it strikes me in this movie. Right, and that's an easy that's an easy observation to make, as opposed to Room 237. It's like, well, if you pause this frame clearly, yeah. the manager of the Overlook has an erection. <laughs> it's like, it's like, well, no, that's that's the uh, that's the entry of his uh, desk. Oh, okay. I figured. Yeah, I, uh, what I said was not that. Apparently, clever. I'm sorry. It was it was a little while ago, but um, um, somebody mentioned that Radcliffe is the least happy with his performance in this movie. Really? And it's certainly that's usually with all the movies that he's most critical true. of himself. He's um, it's a different performance that he gives here than than in other ones. I'm not sure exactly how to describe it, but like and I actually enjoy this one better. I lo- but I do enjoy it. I, I, I like enjoy it. it. I think without having seen it recently. I, what comes to mind is sedate. Uh huh. It's it's. I mean, which is true to the tone of the movie. It's it's after the roller coaster rides of the previous three. This is a much more we're just making our way through the year kind of paced movie. So I it kind of fits for the characterizations that they come through with. Right. I'd say he gives himself more over to the scenery and lets the frame kind of. Mm-hmm. Do more of the I will say action this is, than what he <clears throat> had previously expected of himself to contribute to uh-huh. something, which is a which is a like serious threshold for an actor to cross to be able to say like this is I it, it's a matter of like understanding what the frames reference in relation to the movie is versus their performance mm-hmm. in that frame. So here's a here's another moment where. Earlier, yeah, the color I, I agree grading. With that. Yeah. Well, not ju- not just the color grading. I, I mean, there is that certainly, but uh, I was going to say it's another moment. We had Harry earlier saying, "I have no interest in Hermione that way," and Hermione basically saying, "Okay, I have no interest in you that way, and you have no interest in me that way." It's like you're my best friend. End of line. Yeah, I am upset about him, and I know you're upset about Ginny, and and you know, kind of. Um, establishing that, which is important. I love uh, Hermione's naked rage. Yeah. Just like, I'm going to throw birds at you and there's nothing you can do about it because you suck at magic. What? And and this is, yeah, this is another point where everyone went, excuse me, what happened to those birds? Where did they come from or where did they go? And And is that evil? They just just die? What is, yeah. Oh, man. That's the first time I've ever heard someone almost do the entire chorus of Cotton Eye Joe accidentally. (laughs) 
Where did you come from? Where, where did, did you go? From? Where did they go? <laughs> You're right. I just, I just did most of Cotton Eye Joe. We've all done it on purpose. It. I mean, let's be honest. But well, wow. Uh, where did they, Michael? This, I, I don't know. Really I don't even. I'm speechless for the first time in like 20 <laughs> hours. Night, that I'm like, I can't believe that that just happened. Speaking of which, I just want to acknowledge really quickly in the chat. Uh, Tom Hawk Ellington said he's been awake for 52 hours. Thank you very much, sir. We really appreciate everybody who's been with us. Yeah. We've got 125 people watching right now, or at least 125 active computers with lifeless bodies behind them potentially. Uh, so for and that was basically what we started with. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who's still continuing to watch. And please, I know everybody's given generously already. We appreciate it, but. But we've still got a long ways to go to hit our goal. We still want to help save some more lives. So uh, while you're in this suggestive sleep-deprived state, let me tell you right now, please, if you are able to, go to the Against Malaria donation page and make a contribution. If you're joining us halfway through, if you're just coming home from the pub late at night, if for whatever reason you got in a fight with your significant other and you're just awake and pissed off, please make a donation for Against Malaria Foundation. European and it's like yeah. 11 o'clock in the morning. If you are the NSA uh, and you're just listening in spying, by all means, uh, pass some of the money back to us. And not to us specifically because we don't see a penny of it. Please go to Against Malaria uh, uh, a donation page and, and make a contribution. So uh, stepping back a scene, I really enjoyed the inclusion of Draco in just the establishing shots that you see. It really just it permeates him being there and having something that's going on. And also specifically in that shot being alone and isolated and dealing with his own issues. It's, it's going back to what Antoine was pointing out about Harry in the previous, in, in Order of the Phoenix. You know, we're, we're getting this shot sweeping around of Harry, Harry and Hermione have each other. Ron and Lavender, for whatever that's worth, have each other. <laughs> Draco is alone. Yeah. He has nobody that he can, he can yeah. lean on for comfort or, right. or warmth or, or happiness or anything. Yeah. He is, he is trapped in, in, a world that he's he's trapped in doing something that he thought he wanted, but now that right, it's yeah. facing him, he's like, "Oh, this isn't great job. By this the way. isn't as far." Or, yes. or even out, even outside of that, he's lost his father. You yeah, know, his father's out like, of the picture. His, yeah, his, his world is <coughs> crumbling around him, and he's trying to struggle with it. Also, there's in regards to Luna's outfit, making him very sympathetic for someone who's doing something right. really not good. In, re- in regard to Luna's outfit, there's only one appropriate response to that, and that is work, girl. <laughs> work. She does yeah. when she's walking down that's, the hallway. That's, that is some hoita fashion uh, stuff going on here. I uh, yeah. And, and basically, meanwhile, Malfoy is basically figuring out the plot to Primer uh, yeah. in, this, in this closet, <laughs> or the Prestige, <laughs> or, the pre- or the Prestige. I maintain it's a little bit more. It's shot certainly more like Primer at this point. Uh, this is aggressively dark, and and and. Not in this case, it's okay. I can I see what's going on. Yeah, well, yeah, you can still see what's going on. But, but it's it it's at times it becomes a very muddy image. Right. And, and, and I, I would say monochrome. Oh, it feels yeah. very monochrome this, overall. This makes me really sad. The lights are falling. With the lights just no, so well, not that ne- uh, Neville. Neville, being, I know. I have yeah. no, basically do it. He's basically uh, he's, he's becoming a servant. Yeah, he's basically Tom Cruise's character from the firm or whatever. Yeah. Like he's just, he's having to pay his way through school. Uh, just the hands immediately shot up for Red Bull, uh, and thank you for sugar free. Thank you, because I try Sorry, to be healthy when jamming chemicals out. in my body. Yeah. It was only like halfway. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I enjoyed that this book, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed reading it. I enjoyed uh, reading about 
um, you know, Riddle's Pass. And right. I enjoyed that. You had one more chance to really get into these characters before it was a race to the finish line. Hold on. Stop you right there. He just offered him Dragon Tartar. Yep. No. Aren't dragons like in danger to like come on yeah. I don't I don't know if they, they could, are they but. could be like buffalo well, wings where it's not actually dragon that. yeah we have yeah. foods that we name that aren't the thing yeah, yeah exactly it's, it's, yeah, buffalo chocolate wings, moose is not a chocolate moose buffalo <laughs> wings <laughs> I, hey look my wife's from buffalo I'm I'm well averse to buffalo wings but still it's an animal of some kind <laughs> yeah so if it's not a, if it's not a literal raw dragon meat if it's not a literal He's raw a dragon meat then I don't know a, like, there, what it is it's very risque guys if you're not on my yeah, yeah if you're not on my track you're done some moments are very risque. He says dragon balls, and he clearly means testicles because <laughs> Cormac goes and, and throws up again. Uh, throws throws it up like it's disgusting. And <laughs> he then, just gets away. Yeah. Nope. I've, I've, oysters, I've, yeah, I've, I've eaten oysters, Rocky yeah. Mountain Oysters because yeah, I, I, am, I am just so hardcore. No, my, my yeah, I mean, all, gizzards and all that other crap I've eaten. And I've eaten chicken like. hearts. Yeah. I've eaten uh, alligator jerky. I've eaten frog's legs. Actually, the... Uh, the butcher that I go to in uh, Locker Center where I've gotten most of the meats for tonight. Uh, By the way, sell- that's a really great thing just to start any sentence with. Yeah, the butcher I the go butcher to. The butcher that I go to? <laughs> gas prices. No, no, no. They, uh, they've got... I love I love this dismissal. He's like, our conversation is over. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't care to uh, answer bye. your question. They've got, um, <laughs> they've got uh, like, turtle meat, venison. Uh, uh, they've got, turtle meat? Yeah, they got turtle meat, like, frozen turtle meat. Turtle supposed meat. to be really good. That it's was the thing with the, great, Galapag- yeah. the, the Galapagos tortoise. Yeah. They couldn't classify it for, like, 80 years because every ship that would come back with, like, 15 Galapagos tortoises would all come back with dead tortoises that right. they had eaten because they, could they were never so make it all the way through. And they kept yeah. going like, "Okay, guys, but seriously, this time you need to come back with at least one." And then they came back and they had eaten that one. And it's like, seriously, we need to do this. And that happened for like a hundred years because uh, they were so tasty. My fellow QI watcher. Yeah, so, uh, uh, Malfoy has a really great cracked out look to him, which I'm really digging. Which kind of represents well, the physical yeah. transformation that he's going through. He's obviously, panic, for yeah. reasons why we go through, why we go through later. Yeah. Can I say I really like Harry's jacket? It's a really nice look on her. I gotta say, costume design in this one is really good. It's a. Uh, well, it's, it's weird. It's a big. Well, no, it's a big evolution. I feel and like. It, I don't know. For, it works for me. The, it's taking the casual wear and influencing it with the wizarding world. Yeah. In a degree that we had. That is before. such an old school cinematic shot. Just I think a it's very a great l- shot. Long great shot, shot. The conversation's still going on, and then they get sweeping it a over times. to a close. Yeah. It's like. I don't know, you, you don't really see movies do that as often. It's very close and who close was, ups. There was a there, there was a director. Was there is a director who does that quite a bit, and I'm, I'm like an older director. I'm trying to remember who it was. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't Godard. But it was uh, like there was somebody who who was kind of known for that shot, and I'm trying to remember oh, who it was. I love this this scene here. The the whole interaction <laughs> between them and when Lavender comes out, like his yeah. sar- the sarcasm that that has been missing from Harry. It's right there. It's like, yeah, I kind of sorted out the part about the. Umbra. Oh, I love, I love Harry being like, okay, I'm gonna pretend I'm not here, and he starts playing with the, like the the, the armrest to be like, right. oh god, I, anywhere but here. Uh, I'm not paying attention. Uh, he like to pulls this, it out. Uh, like, yeah, not not gonna make it weird. I think, I think she's, what she's, yeah, he's like, okay, so she's being a teenage girl. That's she's just being a teenage yeah. girl. I think she's very funny. Yeah. Um, I. But still don't understand quite why they had to recast her. But uh, also having rewatched, having rewatched, you know, the entire series and knowing the entire series, knowing what happens to her in the end makes this makes these scenes very sad as well. Right, it's, they're very difficult oh, to watch, right, yeah. knowing that she's yeah. killed by Fenrir Greyback in in the the Battle of Hogwarts. Yeah. 
So it, it it's a very kind of, oh, this is, now this is uncomfortable. This is sad yeah. to watch. Yeah. Way to bring it down, Mike. Yeah. This is, a, I mean, people. Hey, die. thank you, Nils, for the 10 nets from Swedish. Yeah. Die. Hey, yeah. In Poland. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Reading comprehension gets way better the longer you stay up. Is this the first time Harry actually leaves Hogwarts for the holidays? No, no, no. He does it a few times. He does it a couple He did it in the last movie. He did it with yeah. Order Phoenix. Uh, Goblet, did he? Goblet, he stayed because oh, of the Yule Ball. This is where they should... I mean, if they were going to do the Bill and Fleur wedding, they should have introduced that here. They right. This, brought would, them this in would here. be the place to Bill and Fleur's excellent adventure. Oh, right. Yeah, and because this is where... That was there's a whole subplot about how everybody in the Weasley family yeah, hates yeah. Fleur they, they and could, they can't stand her. Yeah, and, she's uh, come she was trying to uh, Miss Weasley was trying Flynn, to yeah. uh, hook him up with Tonks instead. Yeah, David Thewlis, man. Uh, I first became aware of him in Dragonheart. Oh, that's right. He was just a f- a weird twitchy bad guy in that. He was also in the Island of Doctor Moreau later that same he year. He was skinny in that. Super skinny oh, in that. Wow. Yeah, he had done some BBC <laughs> stuff before that, but uh, that was like his first American break. I love uh, Mr. Uh, Weasley here. Oh, okay, I'm out of here. Yep. All right. <laughs> That's enough of that. That's a good dad right there, man. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's like, a good dad. That's a wingman dad right I, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get props to my dad. Like, I mean, plus I, it's Harry, you know, Harry Potter. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. I Jimmy. get props to my dad. No, like when I was in high school and like my girlfriend was over, we'd be studying in my room. My dad would pop and be like, hey, everything good in here? Yep. He's like, all right, cool. He'd leave and close <laughs> the door right behind him. <laughs> I like, love that. My man. I love that Ron and, is being a total prude here. Ron the, is oh, the, the thing worst I, wingman ever. The, thi- the yeah. thing I almost wish he did is if, is if he did the same thing as her and like offered him one like by hand, not just the thing. Like it's totally not romantic or weird. Like people just do this with <laughs> each other, just, right? Yeah. Here, here, I'll I'll feed it to you like my sister. It's not romantic it's at all. all. Good, yeah. Uh, Out of all of them, you would think Harry, with his upbringing, would be the more socially awkward. But it's oddly Ron, who has grown up with this huge family that he interacts with, that just seems I buy that to have the most issues. Yeah. I buy, I totally buy oh, it. I, I do, I do yeah. too. I just, I love that they brought that aspect. Out. I, I come from a large family, and yeah, it's, it's it, if you're sometimes you're just kind of along for the ride, especially if there's other bigger personalities in your family. Whereas if you're like. If you feel like you're the black sheep, like kind of Harry does in his family, you can just kind of take a step back and be like, "These fucking people." Pardon me, whatever. I don't care. It's late. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, like these and, people, and, and, and you reach out to everyone. Yeah, else. and you and you and you and you see how different the world is and how society is from these weirdos that you call your family, and you can be and you can sort of re- you can almost have a healthier social uh, relationship with everybody else because of it. So I love Mr. Weave, uh, Mr. Weasley's collection here. Of yeah. just his fascination with everything muggle. It's very aerial. Uh, it's very much look yeah. at this stuff. Isn't Part it of neat? their world. <laughs> you think my, compli- my uh, collection's wonderful. complete? And also, they mentioned in the book, Ron's like competing oh, with all man, his older I missed brothers, the part of your world you know. joke. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I got it. there for you. you. Thanks, so, Mike. Yeah. Remains a stalwart. Yeah. <laughs> I, think this, I think this is a pretty good... Um, we don't... Dis- despite, as, as Sarban points out... I'm. I think he did on the on air um the fact that there's a lot of a lot yeah yeah we talked about it there's a lot of scenes where people sit down and just interrogate each other there's actually very little you know just long scenes of exposition like we just got right and I think it yeah I think it I I do think it um it works here maybe because it's not done that often but I, I again this this movie uh, the the book has probably the least effective mystery, and the and the movie is trying to build it for us. The, yeah, the, the most yeah. it's making the most effort to build the build the mystery for us, and 
um, to to have I, I, almost like it wants to have something going on. It's like there's got to be there's practically no plot to the book, you know. Yeah, it and really is. Just, it really is just sort of like uh, it's almost like vignettes. It's yeah. almost like if you were going to do a web series of a Harry Potter movies, it's like it's like that one would just lend itself to like these little shorter form vignettes. Two things. I don't I don't think the main mystery of this is who the half blood prince is. It think, was. Well, I mean, yes. It, it was sold to but us before, as that in the book. Before yeah. the book came out, that's how it was marketed. Yeah. I don't it's, think. But it's what Mal, what is Malfoy up to? Is really yeah, that's the, the main mystery. one. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that that's rather yeah. important. So here is the scene. Someone should just tackle him or leg lock yeah. him and be like, yeah. "Yo, stupefy." No, yeah, you basically just broke your entire line's defense right there. Yeah. You basically, good job. Yeah, Harry, Harry deserves and, to die. And, genius. And now they're and then she goes running out and it's yeah, like, Jenny "Hey, deserves to die." Hey, remember in the other movie where you also could fly? Um, maybe yeah. when, as you know, white smoke. Maybe do that. That was only in uh, the department. Of okay, she's so basically at- doing Kevin from Home Alone right now. Like, yeah. hey, you jerks, gonna catch me now? Uh, let me lead you into a trap. Yeah, like- we're at and what the. So we're at the scene. We're at the so the, the, so the no attack of the burrow. We're at the attack of the burrow, which the fan base largely despises. Whoa, I don't. What? I don't. I hate, like it. I don't super hate this like strongly, but what, the I, sequence. The sequence. Yeah. But I don't. The, the point. It doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense to me. I try and figure out what the Death Eaters, what's their end game? They're not gonna. They're not trying to kill Harry because they right. totally could. They're not gonna try and kill. Yeah, they're just like screwing with the, the Weasleys. I, well, here's the thing. I don't. I don't care about it because it doesn't matter if it never happens because it never comes up again. Right. No one's like shit. It sucks being. You homeless. can cut it. This is totally. This is totally just a moment it, where it doesn't even come up in the next two movies. No, because because you can. They burn it down, and you can magically. The Weasleys are just staying at a hotel fire. this whole time. You can put out. The, why aren't they putting out the fire? And people talk about the that. other it's thing like, I wanted to mention this real is, quick. This is clearly only here to provide an action beat here. You guys, yeah. you guys were were very very somber and uh, and noted the uh, the death of Lavender as being very very tra- tragic. Yeah, Lavender never dies. She's fine. She survives the Battle of Hogwarts and lives no, a happy life. I believe. So, no, there, well, there's no confirmation that she dies in the books, certainly. Right. But, but in the um, movies. But in the, the movie, they certainly say she's open-eyed yeah. and inert. In the movie, so. she's clearly dead. So. Well, she might have just been um, one of those. She might have just been that open or she'll sleeping. be a right. werewolf. Oh, no, she's not going to be a werewolf. Not a fan to of... To be uh, fair, in these, in these movies, I think there's like four different spells that will do that to you. Yeah. Not a fan of uh, Tonks 2.0's haircut here. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. The, yeah. Well, the, the one I, pill. I know she had to, she had to dress like a, a, a regular. Well, no, she like. was the idea is because because Lupin won't won't really you know yeah. isn't willing to get with her. She's so depressed that she loses all her ability her to like yeah. do the fancy the, yeah. the confidence that was needed. Yeah. 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 In, but but here she's clearly with him. Yeah, she's already she's, yeah. she's already she's already pretty much married to him, and so I don't know why that's there. Because they haven't they haven't explained it and yeah but. Yeah, and the bur- and the, like this means nothing. This scene could have been cut because the burrows are back up and running. Yep. In in movie seven, like nothing happened. I so. love Arthur's reaction. He he hears the explosion and he like there's no expression in his voice or anything. He he just says Molly and yeah. turns around and sprints like yep. nothing yeah, else. He doesn't care about love. any of this stuff. Which it's like it. that's totally accurate. Like right yeah. now, if I got a phone call, like I'd be like Tara and be yeah. like out of here. Mm-hmm. I'd be driving yeah. home. You know, it, it's that kind of thing. And he sells it perfectly. Which pacing, I mean, story construction-wise is good because it's right after we <laughs> just showed all one. of, his, oh, loving, his loved possessions of all of the, the Muggle stuff. Um, yeah, it's definitely a, a sequence that could be excised. It's definitely something that they probably added in just to get the action beat because, yeah. as we've said, 
the entire plot is exposition dump with a tacked on mystery. It the mystery of this story, I would argue, is essentially just feeding into the overall mythology of this the is story. A, an, uh, th- this this particular installment, book and movie, are in the unfortunate position of being prologue yeah. to the conclusion. Yeah. They're they're not. It's not a a. It's not the the most solid standalone story. Yeah. I, um, I I think I there's a lot of good, it, I, there's yeah. a lot of good stuff in it, but it does not stand yeah. alone. It is important backstory, important information and setup. The the benefit to this book <laughs> is that you have characters that you want to know more about, and this gives them that chance, like we said, to expand on those characters. So that's what carries you through this book is. Right finally getting a little bit more depth into the side characters and their interactions that because it's been so fast paced in the previous ones we tend to ju- you know skip over yeah like like we were talking about before this is this is our last chance to to establish these characters because because we have to care about them going into yeah. the 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 final push but we do not have time to do it during the final yeah. push this phase of tom riddle definitely gets more of what they're talking about in, in terms of him just being a charmer and yes. sort of a manipulator as opposed to young evil-eyed textbook sociopath yeah, textbook so or, i like or to wear slightly older yeah. in the in the chamber of secrets really yeah. malevolent yeah really well he's a, this is supposed to be chamber tom riddle this i do not get age. charming from this at no all. I, I think this is, this still is dead-eyed this is hostile this is I have evil intentions with this. Yeah. And but prior co- to that, his, his yeah. whole cover-up is at the end of it. He's just like, no, that was purely hypothetical. Thank you, Professor. No, but pr- I'm talking about the situation prior to setting him up. That like they bring him a gift for fruit, the pineapple. They listen to him talk story. They, it's you know, it's 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 a little bit. It's it's oh him yeah, up but a he by does, the way, he, crystallized pineapple is totally amazing. It's pretty it awesome. Is. Yeah, it so. is. If you ever um, go to uh, if you ever get a chance in New York City, there's a restaurant called well, WD50. That's because you're wrong. Uh, there's a restaurant called WD50. It's uh, Wally Dufresne's. It's a lot of molecular gastronomy, but they do uh, they do a thing with a pineapple that's pretty awesome. So, I'm sorry. Well, I don't from know the from the peanut gallery, Spork says your mom does a thing with a pineapple that's pretty uh, awesome. That's where we're at, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this is Actually, what you've driven the, us the, to. Right, right, oh, by the way, by the way, uh, the the older there. young Tom Riddle. Is played by Frank Delane, son of Stephen Delane, who plays. Um, oh, in uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones, who plays. Uh, oh, what is his name? Stephen Delane. Sorry. That's plays, how he um, plays. He plays. Who um, does the younger Baratheon, the older brother? He plays Stannis, Stannis Baratheon. His older brother. Who's also in? No, no, no. The y- the young Tom Riddle that we just saw. Yeah. His father is Stannis Baratheon. Who was also that is in? Awesome. It was also in the so, John Adams. If you ever see it, he's in the John Adams. Voldemort is. If Stannis dies, and by Voldemort the way, is the legitimate heir to yeah. Yeah, the, throne <laughs> the Iron Throne at King's Landing. And that is a fact. By the way, as as Doxa was pointing out, Voldemort was at at Hogwarts fifty years ago, so Slughorn is like ninety. Yeah. At well, this, yeah, at this wizards. Point. Speaking speaking of Game of Thrones, longer. if we were casting uh, um, Harry Potter today, if you cast anyone but Joffrey as Malfoy, you would be <laughs> and, uh, the you biggest be idiot to ever live. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't care if he's retiring. You hold a gun to his head and you say, "You say these lines, or I will kill you and your family." 
Uh, I love you that. are Malfoy. Deal with it. You know something? I think you could play a good Malfoy yourself. Yeah, that's how Kubrick did it. Yeah, you're going with the Kubrick method of directing. I, I, Kubrick wasn't. Kubrick wasn't like that with everybody. Kubrick was. Kubrick just, was just short blondes. Oh, no, no. Kubrick was like that with whoever he needed to be like that with. With other, if he if he felt he could get the performance out of you, he could just get it out of you. But it, uh, but yeah, Shelley Duvall famously, he was a complete cock to. Because uh, that's what he needed to do to get from his mind, rightly or wrongly. That's what he felt like he needed to do to get that performance out of her. I so. do. I do enjoy that Harry. One th- one thing I enjoy about uh, Harry is that he's he's very Im- a very imperfect character, and he's a very imperfect hero in a lot of ways. Um, he it's not what he does is not easy. He he lucks into things a lot, it, even to the point where this it's it's like. Rowling is uh, rolling is hanging a lantern on uh, the fact that he's always lucking into things by literally letting him drink luck. Just to forget it. Forget it. That's how he's going to get that, through this at the way. end. I can't let go of how much I love that concept. But um, I love the fact that he is so tactless and got, and like I'm going to say the exact same thing Voldemort said, and I'm sure that will work. Yeah, like that, he that is doesn't stupid. think. He has no strategic mind. No, at he doesn't, all. and and it's weird because he sh- there should be someone around him who's like that. No, why would that work? Yeah. If it didn't work for for it, Voldemort, that, who we know it worked for eventually, right? Why would it work for? Well, you? if it, if it, if it was bad enough to work for Voldemort that he doesn't want anyone to know about that memory, he's probably gonna remember <laughs> when you try that. I love Ron so much. Ron here. is yeah. so good. Ron, here. Sappy, all, I needed one or twenty. And he's just so puppy dog. Yeah, Rupert's really good in, at com- he's, um, comedy. He's yeah. fantastic. In now in the in the in the book, this happens on Ron's birthday because because he's got a bunch of. Presents and and uh, it's Christmas, isn't it? Though because they both have Christmas and Ron can. I think it's his, his, and, no. Ron can oh, maybe it's Christmas. Yeah. No, no, no. He ca- because Romilda Vane already gave him that stuff, and it gets mixed in among his birthday gifts. So right. he yeah. he eats it, and that's how all yeah, that happens. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the chapter, it's like he's had a rough birthday. Or yeah, something like that. I like. I kind of like the fact that it's just he sees a box of candy on his best friend's bed, and he's like. Fuck it! You're like, what's he gonna do? And, and decides to eat some of <laughs> that's total this bad guy roommate. Is already yeah. the chosen one. Yeah. I get his chocolates. I get his candy. That's total bad roommate. Just etiquette. <laughs> just. That's if my second favorite sentence of the live stream. This guy is already the chosen one. I get his chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> look at that! Look at his face. He's he's so good in this. He's it's, so when he when he gets to do when he gets to do funny. He's really ch- great. It's from in the uh, chat. when he gets to do funny. In the chat room. The rare occasions when Ron's funny. Baldor says, hang in there, Holden. And I agree. There are several unsung heroes of this whole thing that have been like working the whole time, but just never getting credit because they're not on mic. Holden Wandy. is one of them. He's been here running the internet show this entire time. Yep. Jim Fromeyer over in Chicago, to my knowledge, has not slept either. He is sitting there keeping me up to date on like when we get new money in the malaria fund. I have to update the stream and stuff like that. Skyping like with the CEO of, Ameri- of Against Malaria earlier today and all that stuff, and retweeting Megan, which everyone likes that. And uh, he spent the last like, week helping me with these videos. Uh, unsung heroes, Holden and Jim. Not to mention all the people here that you know have also been participating all day long with uh, setup Spork's and taping shit to walls and stuff. Not on mic, but she's been working it. Spork printed out the internet for us. Yeah, pretty much. And has basically been our spirit animal the entire time. She has. Yeah. She's our Patronus. Yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Sporks is, is my Patronus. 
Yeah. Oh, I, I love this shot. I Mike love. I love spork. the way he plays coming down off the love potion. Yeah. Here. It's it's just this great like. Huh, huh, oh. Uh, well, it, it's uh, that, and he's also drinking poison wine. Yeah. No, not so, here. Uh, it's, oh, it's the it's this the is, slow pull. This is the antidote. This is it's okay. the slow yeah. pullback. Yeah. I thought they did it at the same time, so it was just like, oh man, I'm glad that's gone. No, it's very. Now it's I'm the dying. Very next thing that that he's gonna do. <laughs> I feel really bad. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's just amazing what just a slow uh, pullback can do. You know, it's just yeah. It was a, it was a push in and, and then it's it slow pull right out. Back. Yeah, nothing fancy. He, he's in pretty decent shape, by the way. It's it's hard to tell from the from the paleness, oh, he's, but he's like he's clearly doing <laughs> push ups. Uh, he's a little thin. No, he's got yeah, a, he's okay. got a little but, meat on. You know. he's got he's cut a little bit. And it's actually it's actually in in um, part one where. Uh, there's the scene where where Harry's about to go and and Ron stops him and like Harry puts his backpack down and Ron picks it back up and like something about the way that's shot and and what what Ron is wearing I'm like Ron looks like a freaking linebacker. Well, the this. thing is, I I always judge whether a guy's in decent shape or not, like whether if his arm is extended not bent and you can still see the outline of like deltoid bicep. Uh-huh. bicep. Well, that means he's got good beach muscles, not necessarily yeah. functional well, muscles. Well, no, I'm not you know, saying yeah. he's strong. I'm yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he's he's he, he, you know. The best way to judge he actual He used to be a pudgy kid, now he is not. Is what I'm Yeah, saying. the the best way to actually judge like actual in shapeness for functional strength is what the it's a group called How the, hard you are to kill. Yeah, the thoracic chain. It's it's all the muscles in the back. It's everything. It's it's hamstring glutes up through the delts and the posterior delts and all that stuff. That's the stuff that's responsible for primary speed and functional uh, functional sports. I feel so uh, for for when lavender has to come in I think she may have said this in, in behind the scenes. Like, you have this amazing who's who of British actors, and you have to act like a lunatic <laughs> in in front of them. This this love crazed lunatic, you know, child, um, while they all stand behind you. But it works because trying not because to the meta thing is they're all looking at you like, oh man, I remember when I was that shitty of a young actor. And then like in the in the in character, they're like, oh man, I remember when I was young and stupid. Yeah. So there's this whole meta thing where no matter what's happening, they're all feeling the same exact vibe. Yeah. Except that um, poor Lavender has to do it without shame. That's the key to her yeah. character. She commits, though. Oh, she does. Yeah. She's, My one she, one. She's fantastic in this. I'm not lying at all. I want that to be my girlfriend. She's cute. <laughs> she's committed. Oh, God. You I mean, say that now. Yeah, you say that now. And then no, 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 no. Been there. Done that. <laughs> what, was, do again? Um. Well, it's been about five years, no, uh, so yeah, Lavender I'm due Brown. for a re-up. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I'd take Hermione over Lavender just because, oh, yeah. I mean. When was the you when were these options Dimbo. given to you? Like, oh, I, I'd take Hermione over Lavender. Like, if the terms were you can have Emma Watson for the rest of your life and she gets to stick a safety pin inside of your body anytime she wants at any time of the day, once per day, for the rest of your life, <laughs> I take those terms. Not a thumbtack, safety pin. <laughs> Okay. Who comes up with that? Okay, so is everybody clear on that? Yeah. These are the these are the these are the terms. That's if I had to do that to get back to my own time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dorkman and or anyone else who who might be interested in gentlemen. Uh, who who is uh, the most this is a, attractive? This is a subject change, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like no, no, anyone no, no, who I'm might be saying. interested in the pen thing. I'm like, nope, out. <laughs> no, 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 not the pen thing. Uh, the, well, kind of. The first, the first. Several of the same. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Uh, who's the most attractive uh, gentleman of the Harry Potter universe, in your opinion? 
Uh, well, Oliver we Wood. talked about Oliver that, didn't we? Oliver uh, Wood. We talked yeah. about Oliver Wood. I Malfoy would actually, from, uh, I would from actually, uh, if if he weren't so awful and sleazy, McLagan introduced here is yes, is he is a good looking guy. Pretty Cedric, the guy, the uh, the the actor is named Freddie Troma, who plays McLagan. Troma uh, for like, those like Troma or or Stroma? I I th- no, it's Stro. It's actually Stroma. I keep I keep saying Troma because I'm. Co- I'm associated with that but i think it's freddie stroma anyway find him on his imdb like they have message boards someone posted i guess he did like a photo shoot for an underwear catalog and it's like an eight minute video of him in his underwear dancing like an idiot uh if you're into that kind of thing i will be doing that it's uh it's not so bad so Put that out there. So They're apparently mm. trying to conserve power at Hogwarts, yeah. uh, or lamp oil. Or I do something. like I do like the quick. Uh, <coughs> you know, we we keep going back to the birds in the cage, and I believe the very next time we see them, the cage is going to be empty. And it's I know like why the cage continued. bird sings. Because <laughs> it's sad. Drugs. If you ever see um, um, what should we call it? What? Uh, there's a movie. Uh, uh, Reality bites. There's that all. I know why the cage bird sings. Really wise thing, because it's sad. <laughs> it's oh, I, I just want Malfoy to like open up the cabinet after sending the dove off, and there's Jeff Goldblum. Like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> on uh, on Twitter, Martin Lejeune he's got a couple feathers glued to his face. He's slowly <laughs> and he's slowly turning into a bird. Yeah. On Twitter, Martin Lejeune brings up a, an interesting point, and I'm curious to see if this is true. He says, "I believe Half Blood was shot with a fixed lens for speed, uh, with depth of field painted in during post." That sounds like nonsense to me because I don't think that would be any faster. Why would they it need would, to it would do not that? be any? Why that would make no sense. It would not. It would not make sense to. I heard that brought up earlier the in the setup, evening as well. Yeah, but the setup mm. wouldn't be any faster because no. you've still got to change the lights and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it takes no extra time to change the lens If out. anything, if you're doing it for a full depth of field, you, it would actually take longer to light it yeah. because you have to you have to light the entirety yeah, of you have the... To, yeah. You have to light the hell out of it and yeah. then stop everything down. And stop everything down, and, that's, and that doesn't and get you anything. And a lot that you then have to do. Well, beyond, beyond the post time, just set just on set time. And as we all know, on set is about this eight is times more expensive right than in post. Oh yeah, this is great with her just glowering at Ron. Yeah. We totally blasted smoldering. past that on the whole which guy's the cutest thing, but in the chat room it's being pointed out. Oh yeah, you know, Radcliffe ain't no slouch. Rad- which, which my, Radcliffe? My, uh, my brother looks oh, too much like Dan Radcliffe. So right. Your brother hard. does, Mike. Yeah. It so. is not a game with your brother yeah. in the Radcliffe thing. Like he is straight up Daniel Radcliffe. No, he's yeah. serious about it. Dude, can I get his autograph? You could if you like, I guess. Yeah. But can he sign it, Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah, can he sign phone number? <laughs> Does he like, does he like Megan's like, does he like horses? <laughs> Is there anything else about him and horses I should know? <laughs> tell uh, me your history tell me your brother's whole history with horses. Go. Uh I do not know. Full disclosure. Okay. This is probably way more uncomfortable for Mike than anything else we've ever done. I'm, I'm sort of like... We, what? like, like I've been here the whole time. Yeah, the whole... <laughs> you know, since episode one. What am I saying, man? Friends in your head. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, what are we talking about It right just now? flew right um, in my head and right out. Uh, Eddie, does any of your family look like Daniel Radcliffe? Uh, you know oh, what? Actually, oh. yeah, straight up, my, my late brother Steve actually, uh, and when he was younger, looked a bit like Dan Radcliffe, to be honest. We just got a $150 donation from Lucas in Brisbane. Woohoo! Yeah. We're, Thank you, we're, Lucas. We're if you really want to piss off the Aussies, call it Brisbane. They they hate well, that don't shit. Well, do that. I he know. I'm just saying. No, we no. That's what I'm saying. We know how to pronounce. Oh, it they properly. really hate it when you do this. Yeah. Um, 
there's a there's a really great the there's a really great use of the uh, the trombone shot, the vertigo type shot yeah. when we when Draco comes in and he thinks that Katie has ratted him out to to Harry. Yeah. The next shot on him when they both turn around and look at him, there's a very subtle like on it's it doesn't call a whole ton of attention to itself, so it works. Oh, but wow. right here, just a little yep. bit of yep. 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 And it's so much just enough there. for the unsettle, unsettling. It gives so you that much feeling going on like there. his stomach is just sinking yep. and he's that's, like, I have to go. That's what that that's what that shot really is kind of for. Right. But, but people overdo it so much. Well, because in Vertigo it's used yeah. to convey like that to the extreme that people think that that's how you should use it every time. Well, yeah. we were talking about that on our uh, commentary for, uh, what was it? Oh, Vertigo. Just a few, <laughs> just a, like a couple months ago about how if you actually go back and watch Empty Vertigo. Cage now. Yeah. Yeah. Hitchcock By the way, was really excited about that device, but it doesn't actually work very well in Vertigo. Another, uh, another, in the book, another callback to, is this uh, to book white? two. It's, it's pretty close so to It's so close. It's that so desatted. Another, it's ridiculous. Uh, 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 this is another callback to book two in the sense that I'm not in even the, supposed to be here today. In the book, this is Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. Yes, and he's been talking to her, and, and like, he's been and he's been talking to her because she's her, the yeah. only one that. Yeah, that because he, he doesn't to. really respect her as a person, so he's like, I can tell you anything. Yeah, exactly. And this is when it gets real. This is when. Yeah, I, this love, is how, a real I love how he fight, just sees right Harry, and they just immediately start flinging curses. At each well, other. he already thinks like you know he he knows what's going on, and so, yeah. and I guess going. This may be a stretch, but it goes back to the first time, the only time really they have a duel is the dueling club in. The second movie, yeah. so but now it's for real. Yeah, and now this is like yeah. them trying to do harm to each other. Yeah, and the the other thing is, you think Draco's behind the big conspiracy in the second movie, yeah. and this one too. But it, yeah, but he's not in the second one. He right. totally is in this one. Now, Sectum Sempra, uh, from what That's I interpreted as, you say that wave your wand, and no matter what you wave your wand, it's as though you've taken a Bowie knife and just done that it's, exact same pattern right. over them. It's in, it's. Incredibly violent and it's shockingly violent. I'm gonna write my name it's on gashes, the cat though, because, right? huh? It's just gashes, though, right? Like that—that's how I interpret it. Yeah, but it's heavy but, gashes. But, but look at that shit. Man. Harry does it, and and I mean, it's it's toned down a little bit here. Harry does it, and it cuts—it yeah, it cuts them. a huge gash yeah. in Draco's face. Yeah. In well, the book. yeah, the way the way I interpret it in the books is the motion of Harry's wand directs how that slash. I, on that's his body. how it would Great work. But here right it was just like Sectum Sempra, and he just started bleeding from everywhere. That is great work on Snape. It Absolutely. just starts blossoming out of every corner of his shirt. Yeah. Mm. And, and of that course, right there is when Snape recognizes, yep. hey, this I is know my spell. Wait, 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 did Snape create this spell? Snape created this yeah, spell. Yeah, because exactly. yeah. he says later when, when Harry tries to use it, you dare you try to use my own spells against yeah. me. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, they took that out. So in the, no, that's in there. Uh-huh. Um, but in his, so so in the in the book, what happens is Snape goes, bring me all of your school books, because he knows what's up. Um, and so Harry trades with Ron and hides this book in the Room of Requirement. Yeah. And to identify where the book is so he can find it later, he puts a, a bust, and to make the bust more visible, he puts a tiara on it. And that tiara turns out to be the Diadem of Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. And that's where that clue is set in, in book six. Here, the... The problem I have with this scene is they're like, we have to hide the book. How about we have to burn the book yeah. so yeah. nobody else can book find bad. it if it's that dangerous? Book bad. Even Doc Brown killed the time machine, yeah. you guys. Right. However, I, I do like this kind of um, – and this is something – this scene isn't in the book. She doesn't accompany him into the room of requirement, and the kiss happens after a Quidditch yeah. victory. Yeah. In terms of – in terms of callbacks and reflections to to book two, like I've been talking about, 
they've they've essentially invented one for the movie that I really like. This is, in a sense, this is another chamber of secrets. This is where the children hide their secrets. And once again, Harry has followed Ginny into this chamber. But in this case, it's actually it's wow. actually a, a positive Blowing thing. Blowing my mind. Yeah. Do you guys know anything about Joe's process etymologically for putting together the spells? Look, I was paying attention to when Snape cast whatever the, the healing spell well, was. Well, don't it's, pay attention to what they're saying in the movies because, it's because usually they Latin make up. But it's, it's usually, is it usually, is it just sort of a... It's Latin sounding. Latin sounding. So yeah. it's sort of like a ungainly mishmash of Latinish yeah. soundingish. It's things. like take the English word for it and then make it sound like Latin and that's pretty much how... So, like, what would a spell to splash them with water be? It'd just be like, uh, like. Well, Aguamenti will will bring will create water from from a wand. Yeah, they so. use it a couple of times. Agua is Spanish. Yeah. Well, which no. is based in no, Latin. It's, uh, it's based on Latin. Yeah. 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 yeah, and and as as someone else, uh, or, or as as Michael is pointing out in the chat room with uh, that whole thing, he nearly killed Malfoy, and he's like, "Okay, I guess I'll be going now." And and it, the yeah. consequences no, will never be. He nearly killed Malfoy he, and said, "Okay, I'll got to be going now." And then everyone else said, "Yeah, okay, sure." Because yeah. di- didn't that in the book led to him not f- playing in the Quidditch match, which led them to winning without him and he coming into the room and then, and then kissing oh, right, Ginny. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly. He did that's have it, he did get detention, but here he faces no consequences yeah. at all. Yeah. So. Well, it is Hogwarts. They're very kind of hit and miss with their uh, with their regulations yeah i actually like this joke a lot of people thought it's a little too risque but he's, D- hey did you and jenny do it and he's like what <laughs> uh, hide the book oh yeah yeah i love this funniest moment in the entire series where he totally pretends he's like he's like oh that's right i gotta uh, oh yeah uh, uh, th- uh no not you too yeah um no that i uh every time i see that it makes me laugh it's so wonderful the way he plays it so perfectly because i because i I've been there too, where you pretend you're like, "Oh wait, I've got another." Totally. Oh, I didn't see you there. Sorry, I have to go. Um, although I think the the bit where he's high on luck is is some of his funniest work in oh, uh, yeah. in the series as well. Certainly, some of it is his funniest work in the in the series. This it it's kind of the same in the book, um, but this one Hagrid definitely takes a real backseat. Um, you know, just Hoogrid? screen. Hmm? I said Hoogrid? Yeah, he's a, uh, in the in the book. They already know about yeah. about Aragog's uh, Aragog, death and yeah. the the funeral and all of that. Um, and they're planning not to go because they don't want to get in trouble. And he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna go to Hagrid's. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I think isn't it a whole plot point in this one is they're feeling bad because now that they're taking their advanced classes, they don't have time to be in Hagrid's class they, anymore. They dropped Care of Magical Creatures yeah. because it's essentially, it's a pretty useless class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but, so they're feeling bad, but that leads to less time to visit with Hagrid. Yeah. And, you know, less less page slash screen time and he's And he's mad at them. He's, yeah. he's avoiding he, them. Yeah. And he's a terrible teacher. For and all intents and purposes. That too. He's, yeah, he's not. They really only take it because, you know, Hagrid. Yeah. He is really just out for anything he can make a buck off of, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, that's slug Which is so weird because he's, he's retired. And like, he's, but he's, he's worse than they, they, they make him that in the movie. He's, he's in the in the book. He is uh, uh, Harry finds him talking to F- Professor Sprout. He oh, asked yeah. her yeah. for yeah. this so that he could use it for potions as opposed to s- selling it on the black market. They make him a little more of a 
of a villain in this. Yeah, Not as villain, as uh, pointed a... out, uh, Aragog is another book two, book six thing. Mm. We're introduced to Aragog, Aragog alive, and Aragog okay. is dead in this one. And like I was saying, the the it comes with we're introduced to something and then it is destroyed. And and one and seven are the biggest ones yeah. where well, everything we're introduced yeah. to is torn down. Um, but but we'll get to that in uh, nothing the next happens movies. with the stone itself. No, the sorcerer's well, the sorcerer's stone is destroyed essentially at the end of the. F- the yeah, first but movie, she could have said like, "Wait, but it wasn't." Right. Well, but yeah. We don't but even mirrors, know we because don't even... of a Horcrux time turner mechanism in seven. Does the mirror of Erised? It's not the mirror of Erised, but the concept of mirror is just the true. same as the concept of books in in two and six. Yeah. But um, as, as we will get to, and yeah, that's it's a really. It's just this, a muddy this, image. This, Look this at it. This is carefree, Harry. Yeah. yeah. This is. Oh, this is nice. We haven't yeah. adjusted the image at all between the last one and this one. Nope. Can I say Aragog looks much smaller here than I remember? Yeah. yeah. Although that apparently is the the no. animatronic all. Um, yeah, he, he might. Now that I look at it, no, it isn't smaller. Well, we yeah, well the thing is, the thing is, if you compare it to Hagrid, yes, because yeah. we didn't see it next to Hagrid before. But. And let's face it, Harry was a lot smaller then too. That too. If you ever seen a spider dead that you saw previously alive, they do shrivel up. It is like kind that. of amazing how much those those legs being outward. Uh, I can't finish a sentence without one of you making a your mom joke, but without those legs spread wide open, well now you Spork, Spork's smaller. ears perk up like wait options. <laughs> Do go on. No, there's no honor in it now because I called it. Um, but, you know, <laughs> you spiders, anti- spiders look much bigger alive than dead. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially because you're more scared of them alive than dead. doesn't matter how small they are. You're like, that's bigger than it, than I'm comfortable That's with. bigger than it is. Yeah. It's true. All spiders are bigger than they are until they die. Let's throw one out for the uh, recent donators. Lucas, again, with that giant $150 donation. Thank you, sir. Yeah. With the message, happy 200th. Amazing contributions and donations from everyone. Well done. Dorkman is my Patronus. Uh, All right. Nils, out in probably n- Poland, I think he said. Matthew Stars in London. Sarah D. in London. Anonymous. I've heard of that guy. You're really effective. You do a lot of stuff. You guys took down Sci- you took down Scientology all by yourself. Uh, Matt Warboys and Nate Cowie is still Didn't drinking, as far as I know. Didn't he buy you a pizza once? Adam F. <laughs> no, he Moving it. on. John Pavlich sent us 20 bucks earlier. Raven sent us money. And just Shadow Duelists and Ziga and Brayden. And thank you guys all so much. Thank right now, you. our number is $3,368. All right. Keep it coming. Next person who donates over $100, I will do whatever you say. Make one request, and I'll do it. Oh, don't. don't I'll, I'll stab Michael to death. Don't give it away that cheap. Come on. <laughs> you didn't catch that last part, did yes, you? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. Not for 100 bucks though. 200 I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Depends on how tired I am. Are you depressed, Michael? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where are we? Kyle, does the color correction in the movies bother you? Uh, it. All right. I don't know anything about lighting or color or anything like that, but... I do know how to uh, try and make my social networking photos look slightly better. And this movie looks like uh, they took the saturation bar and just moved it down just yeah. a it, little further than they should have. The whole movie has been Instagram. Yeah, it's an Instagram yeah, you, movie. You get, no, one, you get one color a frame mm-hmm. for the most part. This is the brown shot. Yeah. <laughs> Later <laughs> exactly. it will be the orange shot. Earlier it was the black shot. It was like gray and brown. Yeah. I love, I love the... 
this is, well, the the story he tells of the fish. Hi, Cat Parker. The the story of the fish I think is great. It was invented by the screenwriter for the film, and I think I think it really works. I think it's good a good story for Slughorn. I think it's a good lead in for to kind of open up um, Harry to to you know leverage Slughorn. Uh, on getting the memory. To be fair, they so. aren't starting with a good photograph on the example that Holden just pulled up. But yeah, yeah this definitely looks more like sepia than... than Towards the yeah. end of the scene, um, Harry starts losing the luck, right? He doesn't start losing the luck, no. It's but still there. He uh-huh. lose, what, what he's losing is the the attitude. He's playing He's playing it one way to oh, get, to, gotcha, to, gotcha. You know, get, get Slughorn loose and relaxed. And then basically the the Felix still tells him, it's like, okay, now push it. Yeah. Push it now. I thought it was him actually coming into his own. He like came out of it, and he was like, "Okay, now I can actually like do it for once." Felix yeah. Felicius has to be tremendously psychologically addictive. <laughs> yeah, probably. I well, think that's, that's part of it. It's uh, in the book they say that you taking it too much would make you go crazy. Well, that and it also stops working. Yes. Like instantly. Like so, it's you're like, like "Oh, I need you, that you again." Take it one day. You want that dopamine again? If you, you know? take it the day after you took it, it's like you know, painkillers or speed or anything else. You know. You like guys that. know something interesting about Antoine here is that all of us are going to sleep after this. He's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> Showed up at like midnight. God. It's coming up on 5.30 in the morning. It's 5.30 in the morning now. I'm going to take care of business. And I can't uh, call out because I don't have any call out days. Uh, Just be like, drive home. hey, work. So every- I'm dead. Do Sorry. me a favor and everyone listening to this, drive to Santa Monica and buy an iPod tomorrow, will you? <laughs> 11, 11. So I should have slept at 1 o'clock. To get eight hours right now, I'm gonna get one, two, three ish. Okay, yeah, that's fine. That is that face right there is just so. It it's very emo. I, I, I'm not even reading the subtitles. I'm kind of spacing a little bit on where we are in the story. But just looking at that face, it's there's some serious emotion being put out by this actor right there. Uh, yeah, uh, Jim oh, Broadbent. Yeah. Jim Broadbent is doing a does a fantastic job of Slughorn. On the one hand, I mean, he's a star fucker. You know, that's yeah. his whole thing. And he's kind of sleazy. He's an opportunist, especially the way he's Yeah, he's but this played. is what Harley was saying. Broadbent brings something that no one gives him credit for. Yeah. No, the fact that he manages to make Slughorn so sympathetic. Yeah, he rounds him out more than he was uh, p- portrayed in the book. Yeah, it's, mm. it, it really is fantastic. Oh, I Maggot's think. been here since the beginning, and he's got to go to work. I sympathize for... Sorry, man. Maggot made it... Let's see, that's 24 minus 7. That's 17 hours. Oh my god, we still got 7 hours. <laughs> yes, we is do. Tomahawk still awake? I don't know. He, didn't, he wasn't here at the beginning, though. He announced that he'd been awake for 52 hours. Yeah, but he doesn't sleep. He's just sort of professionally weird. Well, he's Norwegian, right? Yeah, that's most of it. Well, it's still daytime up there. It's, it'll be daytime until... Like, it'll be daytime tomorrow, man. It's, it's never... It'll be daytime for like six months. So I he, like I like, I like this bit He hasn't even been awake a whole day. Well, Harry, Harry helps him. Harry helping him, yeah. Him, yeah. Uh, but it, it's good because it's like, you know, he's helping him struggle with this conflict yeah. he has within himself about, yeah, you know... That's how I get laid most of the time. <laughs> God. It's just they're really don't. drunk and they're struggling and they can't quite do it, so I just help them. No. <laughs> Can I? We, we skipped over don't ever the, do uh, that. the past two times we've done this, but I just want to say I love that ink transition. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a very cool thing. beautiful effect. I mean, they, they introduced it, yeah, in the previous one. Yeah. Or, but it, it's no, still they introduced it in this one, actually. No, it's just totally wrong. One. Is this the first one? Well, yeah. Yeah, because in Goblet of Fire, he just kind of falls into the scene. He doesn't oh, like, yeah. ink yeah. into the scene. 
Uh, yeah, and in the fifth one, they don't have the pensive. You so. guys thought he was not charming, uh, Voldemort, uh, young Voldemort? I don't. Here? I don't think he's slick. Is the word we're looking for? I don't think he he is convincingly charming where you where someone like Slughorn couldn't see through him. Hmm. What year would he have been going to school? Uh, I think he's uh, this would have been. Go, sir Christopher. Go. In the chat room, he's like, "Ah, it's too late to go to sleep now. I'm just calling it a whole, whole like an all nighter." Like I don't know. If we're around 46, 1946. If it was 50 years before the events of. Oh, um, sorry, Tom. Okay, so 46. <laughs> There's only one other person in the world who has that haircut in 1946, and he's been dead for a year. <laughs> and I'm guessing that that's a tribute. Well, maybe he has Hitler hair. Oh, because really Hitler? look at it. Let me look. Ah, it, I don't if know. You, if, if that's a, just from that's the forties. That, yeah, that's, that's a prep if school. So much that's as a, a prep breeze, school haircut. If so much no, of a, as a breeze not, hit him from the left. You are incorrect. Stop. Don't t- look. <laughs> no, it, it would have to sweep much lower. It's fine. That's forties hair. I agree, that's Kyle, that it does resemble Hitler hair. Hitler hair resembles a lot of forties hair. Yeah. It's the mustache that we need to be worried about in this day and age. He can't grow the mustache. And we already got rid of the character that has. And also the later hosom. There's a there's a quick uh, quick insert here of him fiddling with uh, Marvel Lugant's ring. If you've read the right here, if you've read the book, you know that that's the ring that is already a Horcrux. He has already killed his father and made it into a Horcrux. He is asking, how many more times can I do this? How many more times can I do this? Yeah, Yeah. Um, he already knows the whole thing. Um, he just he just wants to know if Slughorn knows anything about Snape is eventually going to kill Slughorn? Dumbledore, right? Yes. Why would he ask Slughorn? He said, "I think I think the reasons he tells Slughorn are legitimate. He uh, anyone else would there there would be trouble, but he I think he knows he's, that Slughorn he's head of house. Be, but why would Slughorn know? I mean, he's a potions expert, not a. But well, he, I guess he's he's I educated. He's seasoned. The, you know, he he knows what's. It up. is possible that the the process to create a Horcrux involves. Potion work. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like I do like this aspect where again, um, it's played in the films as though Dumbledore didn't even know. Uh, he clearly had to know about the fact that it was Horcruxes, um, because, because he, his hand is damaged. Because already. he destroyed the ring, so he understood. But the fact that he's like, oh my god, he made seven. Yeah, like, not just a, one. As opposed to, and he didn't. He made eight. Yeah, as opposed to in the book where he knows that and it's just a process of trying to figure out what they are. No, I, th- I think it, I, I, I interpreted it that way in the book, too, that he was just finding out that he'd actually made seven. No, because they were doing those, those they were going through the, the memories to find out what they were. To find out yeah. there were things it, it, that were important. It was tracking what was important to Tom yeah. in oh, his life. No, it, I don't know. In, yes. in the book, he's trying to find out what the rest of the conversation was. No. It, the, well, in the book, that's, 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 no, 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 that's one of it, yeah. Yes. The, other, the other memories, which he sees first, are about objects that were important to him. Yeah, yeah. but they don't know that all of them are Horcruxes. I think he's no, suspects. No, that, that's, yeah, that's Dumbledore suspecting, like, yeah. hey, this cup might D- be Dumbledore it, basically tells I, Harry, I I'm not going to explain why we're looking at these, because you I have need to you figure to it out this. on your own yeah. as we're going through. The but only you, one I remember them looking at. he's got a feeling for what's going on. He just, he's, he needs that final confirmation. Yeah. Quick question about the Horcruxes. Um, so he has killed seven, eight people <laughs> to make them. Um, he's killed many other people during the series. It's a so it is an automatic. It's yeah, a, it does. He has, he has to enable it. Right? He has to, when it, you, it is a, it is a serious bit of magic that yeah. you have to do. So it's more than just a kill. There's, well, there's more into it, right? Generally, there's a serious bit of magic, but he accidentally. Well, for Harry. Well, that yeah, was yeah, a yeah. serious bit of magic. But he was prepared, I think, he wanted to use Harry to create a Horcrux, so he had kind of already done the magic, and so that's it, why it, it kind of it was in his happened. auto cue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. 
I do like the yes. red herring here, but but yeah, you. I mean, it specifically said you have to kill someone too, and it and that weakens your or um, fractures your soul, and then you take the piece of the soul that f- broke off and put. If it If you held a gun to to J.K. Rowling's head, she'd probably say something like, "Yeah, the." Um, Destroy a soul to make room to split your soul into two pieces. Or oh, such a good uh, I gotta say, I love the, the this turn. Is, this in is the, a good shot. It's either know. the very end of this or the very He's beginning of the next uh, book where it's like, oh, Hermione, you have these books that explain how to make horcruxes. How do you get those? Well, after Dumbledore died, I just did, uh, you know, uh, Accio books and they just yeah. came out of his office. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were there and they just came. It's like, wow, that's... We need bull to do crap, that bull crap, Hermione. You banged a janitor. You got yeah. in. See, yeah. The, I, I was trying to be tactful yeah. about it and not name names. <laughs> it was Mrs. Norse. <laughs> no. Yeah, again, I that think... That is true. Gambon as Dumbledore that, I here that's a thing. Is, finally. has finally got it. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah and I think he gets it even more so than a Harris did. Uh, I think he, he. I don't think Harris could have. If Harris done had this even stuff, lasted, yeah. I don't think he could have done this stuff. Yeah. I don't think he would have been the he right had a, choice. He had a much more right. because they didn't, they didn't controlled performance. Yeah. Did, they, you, did you ever tell us who you would have guessed Dumbledore? I is? said Richard Attenborough. I think but, Ian McKellen, but he already had the whole. Yeah. You know. I mean, for me, I think I think uh, Ian McKellen is obviously. I mean, well, look at that, though. Tell me he isn't, like, literally. He looks a lot like Gandalf, you, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. He and he's wearing gray or the like saturation. Gandalf like there fair. in a way that he didn't when this started, but uh, I don't mean when the series started, but when he started in the series. Um, now Dumbledore the White. I would actually been interested to see a Bill Nye uh, interpretation. <laughs> Bill Nye, I, I don't think it's possible for nah. him to give off the warmth. Yeah, and I say that with with no doubt that he is a loving man. With I'm sticking a loving with Broadbent, family. y'all. I think he could do all the aspects of Dumbledore we need him to do. I think John Hurt is a great choice because he's able to do. I'm a complete lunatic, uh, with like gravitas and and this uh, is. Serious. I like him as Ollivander, though. Yeah, I I don't think Ollivander is important enough a character to waste John Hurt on if we're casting. This is a nice Voldem- set piece, er, right, Dumbledore? Here. Yes, it is. Yeah, uh, amazing. Visual effects work right there. They they started with the plate, but it wasn't stormy enough, so they just yeah. rebuilt. Although the whole I gotta say, much. I don't think it lines up well with the story point of what this cave is supposed to be. Initially, right. it's like I don't see him, uh, young children young, got to this cave, uh, yeah. young eight year old Tom, ten year old Tom, taking two friends down that cliffside to right. <laughs> to, well, to he explore. had he had magic. Powers. Yeah, so he magic them there. I think. Even still, that that's a, I think a little bit too extreme for that. But uh, oh yeah, bringing back a Nicholas Super score because he continues into this one. Um, when Dumbledore takes the um the potion that he needs to take to uncover yeah. the uh, locket, um the possession uh, score shows up just a little bit more. Um, the same one that was in Order Phoenix when Harry is being possessed by Voldemort. Uh, when, uh, yeah, they they recycled. They recycled just a little bit. He he plays into this theme, which is good if, when you have recurring um, composers because they play to their themes a little bit more because they care about them a little bit more. Um, and Dumbledore is going through that same thing. He's not being possessed, but you know he's going through this you know uh, this tough time yeah. that he. I, I mean, they regrets. literally reuse. It's interesting because. Um, in uh, in the Weasley shop, Weasley's Wizard Weasley's, they they actually wrote, uh, he, rather, uh, Nicholas Hooper wrote music for that, which is on the soundtrack. Yeah, but it's not actually. But in the film, they reuse fireworks. Exactly. From, from yeah. Order of the Phoenix. I noticed that too, and I was like, what? Yeah. 
That, okay. And that sequence is the most color you see in the entire yep. movie. And even that's pretty flat. This it's is, kind of a flat it's, orange. It's muted, but it's, it's yeah. definitely got the color. This works here. The grading works here. Oh, yeah, because it's, this it's is scary. It's supposed, it's, it's to, supposed be. to be oppressive. Can I say, it's supposed to be dark yeah. and I don't foreboding. think the actual inferior is scary enough. They well, we haven't. You been know who was scary the were the the uh, the bodies in the swamp in Lord of the Rings in Mordor. When, I hear that. When, that. They were scarier than the when he, um, Elijah Wood is looking down into that pool and there's and the he corpse falls in and he and opens his eyes and he falls in and then like the arms just come up from the bottom. I don't yeah. think they even do they actually There's touch There's less them? subtlety yeah, on yeah, this yeah, one. Okay. No, they don't. Yeah, they I was going to say, like, that's what's mm. scarier because they're like... Oh, no, in this one they grab him. They, yeah. they grab him here, but in Lord of the Rings, it, which I think Lord makes it scarier is that they don't. They, they, de- I, they designed the uh, the Inferi in this one um, to look like concentration camp victims. Yeah, they, they, um, they aren't... These are muggles, right, that he used? Or these are, these or, are... Anyone he killed. They are the victims of Voldemort who are now... Uh, you know, are now zombie forced servants. to do his his bidding. Yeah, they didn't want him to look like zombies. Yeah. They were very careful about that. They, they and you you they are never specific that these are dead people yeah. instead of just like these are spooky creatures. Yeah, you're yeah. meant to you're meant to you're meant to feel sorry for them ultimately. Oh look, they've gone to Krypton. Yeah. Sorry, I just couldn't resist. This is an odd question that yeah, will invite a, what is yeah. either going to be a pedantic or condescending answer. Uh, which no. is always dangerous on this show. I'm opening myself up to a weird one here, but it's a weird question. What? Okay. what would the difference be between Ian McKellen as Gandalf and Ian McKellen as Dumbledore? What it would be what so a, if difficult. you put if you put Gandalf in the movie, just Gandalf, not Dumbledore. What would you be like? Well, that's not really Dumbledore right there because this. What what would be the difference Gandalf, between Gandalf and Dumbledore? Gandalf on would give him a choice. Gandalf is more restrained in what he can do. Dumbledore. Gandalf is more restrained in what he's willing to do. Gandalf goes to Frodo True. and he goes, "Look, I don't know how we do this without you, yeah. but I'm not going to make you do it." Dumbledore is like, "There is no way, but you're up, you. slugger. You have to yeah. do this. Do this." Gandalf and the the difference do this now. The important difference is that Gandalf is is an immortal. He's he's a not god. Human. Yeah, he is not human. Whereas Dumbledore, as we discover in the next. It, in the next story, particularly, it, well, here he is incredibly at the end, mortal. he is incredibly human. Yeah. He is he is more human than than we had any idea. And he's unfortunately, human and he masturbates, and he's got this we whole don't, life that we, we don't, don't know about. Yeah, we don't get nearly enough of it in in the <laughs> movie compared to um, compared to the book. We get whole sequences of just reading chapters of the books uh, of the book about him. Um, which obviously you couldn't do. In this a movie, is heartbreaking but, and terrible. Yeah. yeah, I I don't know that. Some of this doesn't pay off as well as it does in the, the book. The emotional we lose some of the stuff in the next. Yeah, and the the emotional stuff. I, I don't know. It doesn't. It this scene doesn't hit me as hard as it does in the book. And speaking of eating. Uh, okay. <laughs> No, this, this hits me as hard as it Take is. it away, Eddie. <laughs> All right, I kind of crapped the bed on uh, uh, Order of Phoenix because I had to pass out for an hour. But in uh, honor of Half-Blood Prince, I have a duo of meat and a taco, or like kind of a soft taco burrito, what have you. Basically, it's a slow-braised um, oxtail mixed in with some Kobe ground beef. Uh, some other stuff going on in there, but it's lovely. Please donate right now. It is delicious. Yeah, it's it's uh it's 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 my signature oxtail recipe. It's something I've it's not something you can find in a book. It's something I've kind of created on my own. Uh, so if you enjoy it as much as Dumbledore's enjoying this, uh, <laughs> then 
Oh, oh God, this is God, depressing. Yeah. So like, depressing. Your, your hero is... I can't decide if, like, he had to get into character for this by by thinking of something more horrible than he could ever imagine. I know. Or oh, if he's just awful. having a great time, be like, nope. Yeah. No. I don't want it. And just, like, translating that into, like, pain. I like this. Why does that look on his face? This very childish, uh-huh. yeah, childlike kind of, oh, okay. And what's crazier is that he just spins off well, all of these um, interferes, and he's like he's like a quarter strength right now. You yeah, know? that just shows how crazy powerful Dumbledore is. That's the difference between Dumbledore and Gandalf. Gandalf is insanely powerful, and he's built to handle it because he's a god. Dumbledore wound up being insanely powerful, and he's just a man, and you know he has trouble balancing. You know. What would happen if Gandalf was Yeah, the, um, asked why doesn't this work, and I'm honestly, I was a little confused when I was reading it. It's ne- I would just assume it's that, I would, <laughs> I would just assume it's that Voldemort really wanted it to be a really sucky trap and well, had it like counterspelled and and stuff like that. First step. Which part? You force yourself to drink something yeah. that is horrible to drink because you you need this. And if thing. you can do it as soon as you. As soon as, as you soon touch as you the get water, done, you're like, "Oh God, I'm I'm as thirsty yeah. as anybody could possibly be." And it then, for, it, it then, when you touch the water, to, yeah. zombies. Yeah. While you're still thirsty, like if you're gonna, Voldemort eat, would be a good game designer. <laughs> no, he should get a job at Blizzard. Mm, pretty sure you have to like know numbers and things, and not just be a sadistic lunatic. Hey, you don't know him. Yeah, like uh, again, we were talking about the jump cuts earlier. Yeah, that was those again, yeah. those were effective jump cuts. I think those were, that's a good place to put them. Where it's like, uh, 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 yeah, it, it adds to the 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 franticness of the moment. Now, so does Lumos me, Maxima just mean Lumos a lot, please? Yeah, yeah which which yes. they had they did bombard the Maxima. Means you can throw it. They did uh, Maxima is not in the books. That's just something they oh, put yeah. in the movies to so yeah. exemplify. Like I'm. Now, if it were me on that shot when he Lumos Maximas, instead of there being like a bunch of ripples in the water, I would have had like 800 heads bobbing there looking at him. Mm. And then just like a slow start of them swimming. Yeah. I'm sorry. The water's supposed to be like churning around him basically. No matter how many uh, times they're described, just the name of these creatures really makes me think there should be some fire Fire, involved in their design. because of the... Inferno. Yeah. It's just I, actually, they're inferior, afraid of fire, as yeah. it turns inferior, out. Inferior. There's a lot of... In, in, yeah, I know. Fire, it's yeah. just... Well, it's my, infer- that's where my brain goes to. It's meant to be Inferno. That is a go- can we just is, say that's yeah. a gorgeous shot yeah. of yeah. fire Dan, Dan over the water. Yeah. Yeah. beautiful. In the chat, Cat points out yeah, something but interesting. Talking about... When we were talking about the game design of Voldemort stuff, um, she says, I think it shows the emotional toll that Tom likes to inflict almost as much as just pain. When Harry's in the water with the fire on top of the water, is any of that practical? Can you do that? No, none of the, and, and nothing outside of the the little crystal island uh, exists. It's all green screen and and all digital work. What about the water? The is water's, that a tank? That's no, a, the water's a, a simulation. Just are like you serious? Yeah. Well, because it has to interact with the fire and yeah. everything else. What about earlier when like no, they were splashing just, around in it and trying to? Just the island was was uh, wow. was actually on a set once. Obviously, once Harry fell into it, they were shooting on the tank. Again, hey, but. you guys have gotten pretty good at making pretend things on the computer look real. I gotta say, well, last thanks, time I haven't, but it's been yeah. a few years since I checked. But you guys, uh, you seem to be we've been working on that. it. Yeah, we've been working on it. Okay, just checking. Yeah. 
Yeah, we try. Hey, we've been here before. Not so sure about yeah. you guys that make things that are flat look 3D. Back to but... yeah, that we'll we'll talk about Under that a little bit on the uh, on the next movie, which I mm-hmm. worked on briefly. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> I I didn't see the the 3D version. And I love the yeah. shot too. They have like all of the kids being kids, and you have Draco going off to yeah. be yeah. an adult. That's a much. that's a great composition where yeah. it's like, oh, he's gonna murder all these children now. Now we are about to get to the point where they're. <sighs> In the book, there is a mini battle of Hogwarts, which they yeah. excised yeah. from the because they wanted to save it for the because they wanted to save it. I agree with that choice. Yes, yeah, I think that was the the right call because this, otherwise you're hitting the same beat. This twice. should be the Death Eater Seal Team Six that like kick down the door, get to the room where the target <laughs> is, yeah. shoot him in the face, get out. Yeah, as opposed to a le- and so they chose book, the but. lunatic, the cannibal. S- two guys with masks. Yeah, because those two guys masks like He's care about their identity. <laughs> Jeff and Gary. That's who those guys are. Yeah, there's a whole extra sequence where they actually have to go to Hogsmeade first because you can't apparate into the grounds, and then they and take, then they see the and the, they uh, see the, the dark the, mark, the dark mark over the tower, over the tower, and they panic and and freak out and get there. Um, but I like this better. I like the dark mark actually being sent up for Dumbledore, right? And and I think all of that. Works a lot better. It, it, We're about it, it to come up to for the build to be a little bit more dramatic. Yeah, if you if you have the tension building with the action beats, I think it wouldn't be as much of a of a shock when it just comes almost completely out of nowhere. You really get more of the emotional impact. Right. My my single favorite image, just like one shot image, whatever. But single favorite image that sticks out in my head for the entire Harry Potter series is coming up here and it's one that I think a lot of people don't even think about at all. Um, it's at not, all. It's not Snape shushing Harry, is it? It is. That's my... That's the moment that if I could pay someone to go back in time and cut something out of these films, it would be that. Oh my gosh! Okay, that's, let's talk about that. That's the thing that... That's the thing that absolutely... No, no, I don't want to fight. I want to talk it, about it that. It tries to oversell the point. That's the thing that I think... Uh, kind of breaks the mystery a little bit no, because no, no, yeah no, no, no. because because it's snape going oh we're on the same side here yeah, yes it's and then over. he goes and he kills dumbledore and right, if you don't but, know it, okay we went into this movie knowing that he was on harry's side for harry it was like snape the, it, like he's down there he's like shit okay they, they they're server he's got dumbledore surrounded i can't do anything but why would snape but why would i that, swore to dumbledore i wouldn't do anything all of a sudden he's told me to go get snape snape's here thank god what is he going to do and snape's like Shut up! I'm gonna take care of and this. And it's also the one time Don't you actually move. trust Snape. Do not Snape. move. You need to trust me right yeah. now. In this moment, I need you to trust me and not do anything. And then he he's he he does because he doesn't know what else to do. And Snape goes up there and kills Dumbledore. Yeah. Uh, so when Harry comes running after him, like he trusted you, he's also screaming, "I trust." Exactly. You. I agree with you. So exactly I, that, that 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 makes the whole movie for me. Okay. Okay. If, if anything, it's stealing I, all I the can, reversals you we, and you we just lost from Azkaban. So you. <laughs> no, you didn't miss it. No, I didn't. Reversals did I not? from oh, yeah. the Shrieking Shack and kind of transplanting some of it into yeah. here. Yeah. Because because in the in the book, Harry is under his cloak and he's he's got the uh, frozen. He, yeah, he's palace. frozen silently. Uh, yeah, I got the body bank. I can kind of see where you're coming from though, because it's one of those things that it it calls. It's it says something about his his alignment, which you don't want to do in a moment that's questioning the alignment. I guess like when when famously when Hulk Hogan became a bad guy for the first time in his career, a, a couple seconds before he went out, Bobby Heenan like an asshole went, 
is he a good guy or a bad guy? Like, whose side is he on? Which had never, ever been called into question seriously before uh-huh. because everyone thought he was coming out to save the good guys. Uh, and so, a lot of people were like, that gave it away. But my opinion on that is Bobby Heenan was a bad guy and just being a jerk. Like, of course Hulk Hogan's a good guy. Shut up. And Tom right? Felton. Why told- are you even saying that, you idiot? <laughs> Tom Felton right there, he totally sold his... um. Like that's his like one moment in the all the series to like mm-hmm. act or anything like that and have a big moment like that and he actually like you can tell he takes doesn't, that in and then does it. Doesn't Bellatrix kind of like side this? Oh god, it's, and it looks so cool too. Right there, look, look at Silent the pleading moment. in his eyes. He's like, "I need you." And he even Don't lowers his wand. He's like, this "I'm up. not about He's to like, attack you. I'm not about to shoot you." You just please trust me. I need you to trust me so bad. And he's he's being genuine, mm-hmm. yeah. but. For the wrong reasons that Harry thinks. Yeah, it's like there's a three-way reversal going on here. He's like, I really, really, really do need you to trust me. But what Harry's about to see is like, oh, oh no. I I fell under the same trap Dumbledore did, and now Dumbledore's dead. And Severus, please, is a great... Yeah. And the way he delivers that of Atacadaver, too, is really cool. I actually heard it in the book, because he actually... It describes him as like his... He was really angry. He's His face look was contorted. Yes. Yeah. Um, which I felt was him saying, like, he didn't want it. Like, he, well, that was the argument that people had. It was he it was his face contorted in disgust because he didn't want to do yes. it or because that's what I thought. Oh, well, you that know is she, the correct answer. Yeah. But, but other people were like, when you read it the you first time, you're like, you can't oh, yeah, argue that he did it as, as you know, he's in the books, as I don't believe he even said, no, he does say Avada Kedavra in yes. the book. But there were people who were like, there's emphasis on nonverbal spells in this book. Isn't it possible that he... I <laughs> love Bellatrix. They just killed the other, Dumbledore, and she's still concerned yeah. with, like, I want to break some glasses. A little, uh, uh, possibly a little clue that you can... Snape Snape is in front, and he, you know, stuns the guy as opposed to killing him. Uh-huh. But, yeah. I, I do want to just randomly say, since we talked so much about the color, that is the most non-green of Atacadava you see. Yeah. I think it, well, it looks yeah. almost white. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, there's, there's, like you said, there's an emphasis in the book on nonverbal spells. There's an uh-huh. emphasis on him trying to teach nonverbal spells. Yes. And the argument for a lot of people of Snape being good. He cast a different spell. Well, there's, well, there's that. Because there was the Dumbledore isn't dead theory. Yeah, I, I was, I was never really too keen on that. It was always a question of Snape's ultimate alignment. And in this, in this moment, Snape keeps blocking him and keeps saying, as long as you keep. As long as you keep saying it out loud, I'm going to be able to stop you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And people, you can take that two ways. It's it's either he's still trying to teach Harry what he needs to know, uh-huh. or he's just mocking Harry uh, as he goes. And and there were, you know, kind of both. Both. So did you there have- were arguments on both sides, but people, people didn't know, is Snape good or is Snape evil? I remember... Um, that was a yeah, big, that, that was that, big that's campaign. That's the one that pisses him off, the that right there. Part. Yeah, I was, I was convinced that ultimately Snape was going to turn out to be good for, for all the reasons yeah. that, Me too. you know. Because J.K. Rowling is just a big old softy like that. Yeah. Um, but I didn't pretty, know why. Did actually, you ever question whether Dumbledore was going to stay dead or was dead? Uh, Sorry? Did you ever, like, after reading the book, did you ever question, like, whether Dumbledore was actually dead, whether he was going to stay dead, anything like that? Uh, a slight, I, I guess, a, I guess a slight it. question as to whether or not he was going to stay dead. Although they had emphasized quite, you know, she'd emphasized quite a lot that no spell can bring back the dead. Right. But um, I figured there would probably be something. But I, there, I there's a know. lot of the things. Only, the only out I kind of thought was if he faked his death. Well, yeah. Because uh, if if he did something to come back, it kind of 
flies counter because that's well, Voldemort. It flies that's Voldemort's the whole thing yeah. of the entire series. Well, there's yeah. there's so, there's several factors. Yeah, and it, and it flies it flies counter to Dumbledore's uh, philosophy, yes. which is in this moment he's like, it is more of a, I, I I didn't know at the time, um, no none of us knew at the time that um, the the damage stone. the damage of the ring, the was damage going, the ring had done terminal. was going to kill him anyway. Um, Nor did we know that that ring was associated with bringing back the dead. Otherwise, we right. all would have been like, "That's fishy." Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to interrupt really quick because I, I think the shot's really effective. Just him touching his chest yeah. to yes. like the finality that his heart. Is I, no I, longer I think beating. in the movie, it's alive. much more clear that Dumbledore is dead. Dead. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I was um. Uh, my thought and and is essentially a part of it was, d- it was well within Dumbledore's character to say. The most useful thing I can do is die. Is die. Is right. let it yep. have you kill me to get in Voldemort's good graces permanently. I leaned that way, but then like you know how like every now and then if if you're just tired enough and you haven't heard it before and someone presents you with a new conspiracy theory that just rides the line, uh-huh. you can be like, oh man. Oh wait, maybe that is. The thing. I, lo- I love this. I love this. Yeah, this visual is really nice. Do you? It, it strikes it me as a little Bon Jovi. A little bit out of nowhere. <laughs> it's but it clearly works. I think it, it just sets up like as an as an image as an image. The idea of you know um, the little vanquish. The, the students the refusing to to give up in the face of darkness. Yeah. Refusing the, the to allow that, the darkness to the way that it makes them. the dark mark go away is is what redeems it. Yeah. If it were just this shot, like I. Yeah, yeah the fact well that they're doing this is is important. If and it doing was this, the equivalent of the lighters held yeah. high, then yeah. it would be. Yeah. yeah, the fact that this is the point—they're actually doing something as opposed to just holding. I, I keep watching. I really want to see a bat <laughs> signal. There was as it's fading away. There's like a bat signal for like a second. <laughs> they so they do this instead of. They do this instead of instead of Dumbledore's funeral, which is, uh, it's a cool scene in the book, but I'm okay. With this, instead. well, that that Visually, was the thing about was... Dumbledore's funeral that that made the conspiracy theory because all all around Dumbledore is associated with Phoenix imagery. Right, you see it like there's there's that's reference true. to what that's looks true. like it's a Phoenix point, flying yeah. out of his grave, right? Like a giant smoke thing. Um, this Fox shot, this is shot is flying great. around. Yeah, the empty, the empty yeah. uh, Great Hall. There's there was a bit apparently uh, in the is, original. Isn't this Dumbledore's office? This is Dumbledore's office. Yes. Yeah. Just totally still. Yeah. In the original, uh, here you're gonna see him playing with Dumbledore's wand right here. In the original script, even though it wasn't in the book, Harry took possession of Dumbledore's wand, and then as they were getting ready to shoot, they read they. Deathly Hallows finally came out, and they read it, and they were like, "Oh crap, that's like a whole thing." And so they had to, no, no, we're, never mind, we're not going to do that. He just leaves it there. That would also be a dick move. Can we say that? Yeah. Uh, just being like, "Oh, nice wand." I guess that's mine now. Yeah, we we knew each other casually for a few years. Yeah. But uh, we we went on a trip together once. <laughs> Didn't and, go well. Yeah. You died. <laughs> Went on a camping trip once. I poisoned you, yes. and then uh, well, you, you begged me to stop, and then you <laughs> saved me from zombies, and then you died, and I took your wand. <laughs> We're good friends, right? But uh, the other thing too is earlier in this um, in this book, when Slughorn and Hagrid are getting faced and singing, the song they're singing is about a wizard who dies, 
and yeah. it talks about they take his wand, they break it in half, yeah. and lay it across his chest. And part of that conspiracy theory was they didn't do that with Dumbledore's wand. Why? Because he was still alive. Don't break his wand in half, asshole. Yeah. Like, that was the conspiracy theory. And, I mean, it obviously I didn't turn out sense. to be true. Yeah. We've but gotten a couple of big... Although not breaking the wand wasn't important. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah. Which makes me wonder why she talked about breaking a wand yeah. being a tradition... I don't know. Gotten a couple of big uh, donations here in the past few minutes. One from Michael Harley. So thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Philip. Uh, also, both of you guys just gave us $50, or wow. more specifically gave um, Against Malaria $50. Uh, three point in Brisbane. How many Brisbane people do we have? Uh, I'm, I'm really impressed by you guys, seriously. Thank I've been you. watching yeah. you for 20 hours we or are whatever a, it is. We are $20 shy of 3500 Yeah. Yeah. Twenty dollars shy of thirty five hundred. Keep it going, people. I thought we were over thirty five hundred. No, we were no, over we're three. Over 20, we're over twenty five hundred. Yeah. We made a big hairy deal about twenty five hundred. Yeah. A big hairy deal. Uh-huh. Can I just? Yeah, say I stole that turn of phrase from Ben Folds. Completely random non sequitur. Everyone in this world writes with the quill pen. That is some really tiny handwriting for a yeah. quill pen. Not everyone writes with a quill pen. They have magic quill pens. Kyle, you've written with a quill, right? Yes, I have. How small could you legibly and consistently write? How how small could I legibly? How would that compare to like the smallest you could write with like a mechanical pencil? All right, the smallest I could write with a quill as opposed to a mechanical pencil. Uh, maybe if I was really focused, quarter inch tall writing mm. with a quill. Uh, probably closer to half inch if I were any kind of casual with it. Um, whereas with a mechanical pencil, I don't know. Like, when did you have occasion to write with a quill? Uh, I worked at a living history museum from ages ten to seventeen. Uh, so yeah. However, did you I, learn any other useful skills from that era? <laughs> I can split wood. I can plow a field with a piece of steel that's attached to a piece of wood that's attached to an animal of some kind. Ladies, uh, I yeah, I can milk a cow or any other mammal with nipples. Ladies, I <laughs> can uh, kill a pig. Never going to again. Uh, um, I'd like to talk about the movie. Oh, <laughs> but go ahead. Go ahead. No, no I'm not going to go ahead. Do you have anything? No, the movie's almost is, over. I think yeah. this is the we, we've argued in the last two that they shifted the ending tonally from a uh, a really dark to trying to enforce a things are yeah. looking. This one's the closest <laughs> we get to actually admitting things are grim. They're grim, but it's at least a contemplative Fox. Moment. Yeah, Fox again is leaves two forever. and six. Yeah. We fir- we first see him. He's first introduced to the mm-hmm. world in two, and he leaves forever in six. Yeah. So. So, I, mean, I think this this contemplative moment that's definitely not joyous by any means is at least earned and I think yeah. fits well in the, in the 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 pacing. Yeah. Um the the yeah, they're talking about RAB was was a big deal in the fan yeah, community. Like, what does that downer. mean? But everybody everybody goes it's Regulus Black. Yeah, it's well, clearly yeah. Regulus Black. Immediately everyone knew. Yeah, if that was the only. That was the, like, that was the only counter. That's too easy. It's like it was like the the Star Wars thing. Like, there's no way the Palpatine in here is actually Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, yeah that is way, 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 of, way, way too obvious. The, there's only so many characters we've been introduced to. The um, uh, Let's read this it. is this is also the the um another kind of jumbling up of the formula. This is this is the one where nothing really is achieved. I mean, at least in in five. Not not too much happens, but in the end, you know, they do beat back Voldemort. He right. doesn't get the prophecy, and in the the sixth one, 
nothing is accomplished. Dumbledore dies. They yeah, don't have a thing. horcrux. That's the thing. You it, can even in, argue there's backwards momentum. Yeah, which is which is like yes. Oh, which it, is which happens in four too. In four, Voldemort wins. In yeah. five, they barely stop him. In six, he wins again, big. Yeah. And then in seven, it's like oh. No, in seven, it's one, like, part one, he wins. I was he, just I, yeah. Well, and, I'm thinking from a book perspective. Just oh, from, yeah, just yeah, from yeah. a book perspective, I knew we only had one book left, and I'm like, I have no idea how this gets resolved. Right. In a single book. Right. And because he has no one left. Yeah. Like he has Ron and Hermione, but they're useless. Well, that is well, that is the whole thing uh, that we haven't even really talked about is. This is this has been a steady process of whittling away kind of the apron strings that, right. that Harry can hide behind. All of his father figures have gone. All of his protectors have gone. One by one by one, they've been stripped away. And All of his teachers. Even Snape, who is like, maybe he'll reluctantly teach yeah. me. It's like, nope. And, and he's left with nothing. Again, he's left with nothing but himself, and it's... The whole story is, is as we haven't really discussed, the whole story is... is a metaphor it's pretty on the nose metaphor and, and it is literal as well for growing up the, pro, the the things he goes through you know he he's literally growing up and he's also going through uh you know figurative milestones um in growing up and and as we'll get to in deathly symbolic hallows milestones. symbolic yeah and and as we get to in in deathly hallows um that one is the the most kind first, of the first thing he does is accept his parents death Right, and but that's the most uh, incredibly poignant um, and and wonderful symbolism uh, in this whole thing. But we'll get to that in in a very short uh, period. Yeah, well, I mean, well, what happens now is he 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 starts accepting that he's going to die, and then he finds out whether he will or not. Yeah, Antoine, how you feeling, sir? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to like prep my mind for the drive. So, where does Half Blood Prince rank for you? Um, hi. It's a uh, top four, <laughs> top four for sure. Um, I liked it when I when it first came out. It um, I don't know if it was my favorite when it came out. I think I still liked Order of Phoenix better. Um, but like everybody said, it it kind of just like it's very flatline because like yeah, nothing in the story. Not that it doesn't happen. Nothing progresses. Uh, progresses, but it does work because um, it does um. It's kind of like the Empire Strikes Back. Like, oh, we're we're losing right now, but we have this fight in us. Like, we have this reason to fight. Um, especially with the the wands at the end. Uh, I thought that was a great symbol, uh, taking out the Dark Mark and you know saying, uh, even though our greatest hero right now is gone, we'll still like vanquish over you guys. You know, in a very cheesy little thing, but it works. Um, and that like this the whole end scene I felt like was like for me when I first saw it was like a rev up to the the last two movies uh, which I thought worked really well to get you you know revved up for like okay like it's time to be Voldemort it's no more no more of these like meandering um uh, plots and things like that it's just very focused to uh, defeating defeating this guy right on it just feels so hopeless at the end of this movie yeah because because it's like he can't do anything to stop the death so then he chases after snape and you're like maybe he can at least do something and snape he doesn't even nothing like and that's in there partially to indicate like it's not like he's going to go chase down voldemort and duel him and win because when he tries it with snape snape just shuts him down utterly record of harry not being an exceptional wizard right yeah he he runs after snape and snape doesn't even it's not even like he Snape could have been putting together his his grocery list in his head while he kicked his ass. It's so that's hopeless. And then 
he doesn't know where to go or what to do, and the whole thing they went to do was completely useless, so he died for nothing. It, it's just, at the end of this movie, like like he said, like Mike said, there, I had no idea how this was going to end, even remotely okay for anyone, ever. Kyle, where does this one, st- like, stack for you? Um... It's so hard to say. I mean, in, in in the movie is is right up there for me with um with Order of the Phoenix. I don't know if it's better or worse. Uh, having just seen them both, I think I had a better time watching uh this one than I did watching Order of the Phoenix. But I mean that that could just depend on which day it is and what the weather's like and how many hours I've been awake. Um, I think they're both very, very good. I think they both accomplish uh, what they set out to do, and I think sounds like it's six of one and half a dozen of the other. Yeah, I mean, it's they're two di- very different movies, um, even though they both end, you know, on a similar funerally deathy fashion. Michael Harley's going to get out of here. He's got to go rehearse for his his podcast, right. Audio Fictions on MuggleNet. Thank you, Harley, for sticking around and for the fifty dollar donation, sir. I appreciate it. Adios, <coughs> Seth Brower. My Thought, thoughts. Your thoughts on, uh, on on Prince. This is actually one of, uh, looking at it, I think this is one of the, the higher ones, if I was going to rank them. I haven't actually done a order like everyone else has, because I really can't remember the uh, the Deathly Hallows film versions. Uh, this one is definitely really high up there. I think largely because I almost prefer the character story versus the action story that they turned into. I prefer the the mystery character element, and while the first, you know, with the Columbus ones, we definitely had that. Like we said, the the rest of it didn't really support it. This one has the 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 character uh, of the mystery and the design and the the more filmic quality that the Columbus ones didn't. I'm willing to overlook the monochrome nature of mm. it. I think that's the sticking point in my head. Just visually, it doesn't pop as much as some of the earlier ones. But story beat wise and character wise, I think this is definitely one of my uh, one of my favorites in the in the bunch. And finally, Michael Dorkman, Scott. Um, yeah, I think this one is certainly higher in my. I, I, I've liked this for a while. It's it's the the color grading is really aggressive and yeah. and um that's that's is gone it's a terrible little tough to look past and um but like you said i enjoy the character work that's another reason that i really enjoy deathly hallows part 1 because it spends a lot of time with characters uh, with the character work although it's not as it's not as fun uh it doesn't have as many quite as many amusing moments um, as this one does but uh, overall i do think it's a it's a slightly better movie but um i would put this one I'm fairly high up, maybe in my top four, I think. Cool. So, at the end of Half-Blood Prince, right now we're at $3,480 for malaria. It is 6.14 in the morning. If we did not have the windows taped all to hell, I believe it would be bright out there right now. Uh, there would at, at least be a little bit of dawn light. Not quite? It's getting, it's getting there. We're getting there? Why have we taped the windows? Uh, soundproofing, largely. Uh, yeah. There's a street right out there. And uh, this brings us to the end of the film. So all you streaming people, stick around. We've got two more movies to do, but as of now, we almost we out. Are three quarters of the way through. We're almost done. We can do that. We're almost done, you guys. We're doing this. We're doing great. And everyone Cowards. in the chat room's kicking ass. 
We're going to do it. Yeah. So this has been What Are You Doing Movie. You can always find more episodes at friendsinyourhead.com. Go to iTunes, subscribe, and get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash friendsinyourhead. Facebook.com slash friendsinyourhead. And friendsinyourhead at gmail.com. Go to the forum. Involve yourself in the community. It's a great group of people, and it's getting bigger every single day. Buy our shirts. Give us money. We're not asking. We're just saying. Holden Hill, this guy right here, about to take a nap. Designed and maintained the website and has been running the internet side of the stream all day long. And until next time, my name is Teague Christie. Seth Brower. Antoine, get in there. Antonio Banderas. Bye, Scott. And this has been What Are You Doing? Thank you for listening. Good night, good night. Yeah. Woo! Hey. I'm getting coffee. Yeah. All right. Work. Do we have any downstairs neighbors? No, I don't care. I'm exempt from all my own rules. Yeah, Antoine, if you gotta take off, because you gotta drive, man. That's a wrap on Antoine, y'all. Why it gotta be a wrap, man? Killed it, Killed it. Thank you very much. All right. Hey, YouTube people. Hey. Feeling good. Hey, party people. So much energy. Hey, if I start to fall asleep, will you put me in like some kind of wrist lock or something until I wake up? Dodie, with yeah. the power of love and tacos, ah, you woke up Holden. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's a good one. That was a crush, not a lock. That was a crush, yeah. That's the big difference between a traditional Kimura and a hey, Julia Bell. Uh, just, it's real. It, and he's got a crush on me. Uh, That's when you should break my wrist. Yeah, <laughs> hey, chat room people, give us some topics, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Come, at, come at me, chat room. Edward I got, Doty. I got my second win, so what's up? Someone did you watch Half Blood Prince in preparation for this? Yes, I did. What'd you think? Of I that finally one? did. Uh, I no, I, I really liked it because again, the, the the first and only time I had seen it prior was um, on a plane uh, to uh, uh, back Eddie, to Buffalo. Eddie? I think were there snakes on that plane? No, there were no snakes on that plane. It's yeah, the same was, plane that we've already established that there were no snakes on. Uh, it so could yeah. have changed. There's a time. Uh, yeah, there's a yeah. You fly through Is a that temporal a rift. Warning. Regardless. Um, I no, I really, I, I enjoyed Half Blood Prince a lot, actually. Um, I, it's one, I think it's in my, like, like my top three. I think I want to say. How did you feel about um, the whole Snape Dumbledore scene on the top of the tower there at the end of the movie? Um, you know, it's it was weird because I think in the book it's staged a little odd in terms of how it's blocked out. Um, no, I, I let performance wise, I think it's good, and performance wise, I think. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I think it's shot well. I have the same issues with the color grading as well. I just feel like it's, I feel like when you have really dark subject material and then you go out of your way to paint the images all dark, then you're just, it, it, you're double dipping in my mind. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Mike's wearing his like third Potter shirt. No, I haven't changed actually, but I will. All right. But um, Mike programmed outfit changes. Yeah, right. I should have done that. I should have like brought. You programmed meal changes. You're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, we I've had a kind of call an audible. If you if we haven't acknowledged this, we were originally supposed to f uh, do this in my house, but uh, you know, screw it. Uh, they're an anti-sponsor. So AT and T Uverse, you suck. Uh, because you lied to me about what my uh, output was. So if you're listening to this, uh, double lied points. by exactly one order of magnitude. In fact, yeah, by like and over a significant thing, which is why we're doing it here, and also why uh, I'm kind of stumped for what meal I'm going to be doing next. But uh, we, I, that may be it. Eddie, I'm not exactly sure. There are donuts, 24-hour donuts yeah, on the corner. Yeah, I may I may be calling it a, a day in terms of that because I originally for for uh, the um, for the Deathly Hallows I was going to do like a trio 
based on the Deathly Hollows, but I just I, I couldn't bring all my kitchen stuff over for it. So and AT and T, you should know the only reason that Eddie isn't Batman is because he has a kid and other stuff. There's to do. several reasons why I'm not Batman. However, like, his you son are dangerously close. Let's be, close let's to be, let's be very let's be very clear about something. Uh, th- th- we like to poke fun and 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 say that I'm a killer and all these other things. The, if I know anything, it's only because I've been Look very lucky enough. People. To have had my ass kicked by the best in the world. So, uh, if you get your ass kicked by the best in the world enough, you learn a thing or two. Zing. Uh, so I'm I'm in no way a bad man. I'm I'm a big. Everyone say bye, Antoine. Bye, Antoine. Bye, Antoine. Have a good day at work, sir. Um, So, uh, son of a bitch. He all lotioned up his hands, then shook my hand. Now I got a lotiony hand, but this hand's not lotion. You know you ruined that man's day, right? Which man's possibly his life. Antoine. But I also yeah. I also want to throw this out to the chat room and whoever's listening right now. Uh, again, if you donate right now, please donate and then uh, let us know. I will I will provide recipes and not just recipes, but also some cool tips <coughs> on how to make some of the stuff that we made here today. So uh, come at me, chat sweet, room. Sweet, sweet. Kyle, so. can I throw to you for a second? Yeah. Give you a weird topic. Yeah. So you haven't met like any of these people. Never been to California before. Yeah. Flew out here. Oh, haven't weird. slept yeah. since leaving Indiana. No. And uh, now you're on the show and have been for the past coming up on 18 hours. Is everyone as you expected? Like, say you're sitting next to Eddie Doty on a couch right now. Yeah. Um, is, is Eddie the man that you hoped he would be? Uh, oh. To be, to be perfectly song. honest with you, uh, sitting between Eddie and Dorkman on a couch feels exactly <laughs> like sitting in my bed at home and hearing one of them in either one of my earbuds. That's because we're there, Kyle. Yeah, no, it's friends in your head, man. Like, I know what you guys look like from pictures, and I know what you guys sound like and what your opinions are. So, right. other than the fact that, you know, I haven't accidentally upset, you know, Dark Man and been kung fu'd, uh, <laughs> this has gone pretty much exactly like I expected. Cool, man. Yeah. Do you like put pictures up on either side of your pillow when you go to bed? Oh, absolutely. Do you okay, get Eddie one, on this side, and I'm going to roll over to this Do you this get one of, those, uh, one of those creepy Japanese pillows that uh, you can print <laughs> someone's face on that comes with the arm so you can snuggle? Well, yeah, I, I get one of those creepy pillows that you can print someone's face on, but it doesn't come with arms. Yeah. Well, the arm, that, that's the I thing. I paid for you, a different the, option. You get the spooning pillow. Yeah, this isn't the spooning pillow. Right, 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 right. I forget that they made video games. This is the, uh, the last two movies though. here, and we're right, right now we're watching trailers for the games. And I forget uh, Take Two, Take Two Interactive. I forgot that they did this. Yeah, that, those are the ones that I, uh, a couple of which I, I played. Yeah. You we know what we should have done is we should have watched the movies and been playing the video games at the same time. Yeah. There we go. Cool. Are we all right again? Yeah, we're yeah, good. We we're all good. Right. So we got 25 minutes until we're going to start the uh, MuggleNet video. Yeah. <laughs> Falder's like, is We got Kyle 25 minutes? Oh, my God. We got some sleep time to kill. And wake up, and it'll be like the end of Wizard of Oz. Yeah, a little bit. All right. Well, I had the this? most wonderful well, dream, and you were there. I'll right? miss you most of all, Dodie Pro. <laughs> Are there any questions from the chat that we can answer? Anything? Uh, secrets, desires? This is all going so well, you guys. Yeah, it's going really good. Smooth. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, I got my second win there for a minute. I have been more tired than this. I'm not sure I remember the win. Well, I, I always say, I mean, the, the night my, the, the technically the morning my son was born. It was after a 36 hour labor by my wife, in which neither of us slept. And then the first night we had him, we got exactly 15 minutes of sleep the first night. Oh, Uh, so I mean, this is that's that's zombie stuff right there. (laughs) Yeah. So it was a. yeah, we were. Uh, That's you know what? I'm feeling all these weird instinctual instincts to keep a keep an eye on this kid for the rest of my life and let yeah. no harm come to him. And also, oh, I just kind of so screw bad. this kid. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling this baby so much. Yeah. Fig, you're not a doctor. How do you know they were instinctual instincts? No, they are. They're just total like. Uh, actually, they just. I, I'm really relieved by this. They just did a study 
where they said uh, when you know when men are you know have a, a you know their wife has a child uh, or even even um, we're getting so articulate whenever whenever a finale. yeah seriously whenever a whenever a baby is born the man's testosterone drops like significantly so that he can be more nurturing and more considerate just like when a man is courting uh, a mate our testosterone rises so that we can basically plume and fluff our peacock feathers uh but yeah when a baby's born our testosterone drops and i that was really reassuring to me because i have become a total pussy since my son was born so i'm just a big sentimental mess who just cries at everything science now. says it's physically important yeah that we never get married never <laughs> settle down and it's not permanent it's just like yeah it's not permanent it's just because yeah. that's what courting means yeah so let's, not, let's, not let's be let's not up. put too fine a point on it but yeah <coughs> I imagine that it's not going to be like the Wizard of Oz. It's actually going to be like the alternate ending to Army of Darkness. And Kyle's just going to wake up and go, I slept too long. Yeah. And then. Hey, yeah. it's Holden Hill on the microphone. Hey, yeah, Holden. On the that, microphone. That's, that's amazing. That's great. No, actually, I think it's more surreal hanging out with Holden for the first time in like six years than it is hanging out with new people. Well, I only get to see Holden on days like today. Like Lord of the Rings, I think it was the last time we I saw each other. Marathons. Prior to that, our, our live show, at Mel weird. our Meltdown Comics live show that uh, we had. That was like the time before. I think that was the first time I met Holden. So it's yeah, uh, probably true. only on these sort of these what are you doing movie milestones that we really get. What's funny is this is my first time in L.A. and or west of Oklahoma. Yeah. And and so far <laughs> west of the Mississippi for me, like, oh, what's California like? Well, you get off the plane, you get on a shuttle that takes you to baggage claim. Then Zarban you drives in, you somewhere. Yeah, then you get in a red Impala with Zarban, who's from South Bend, so he sounds exactly the same as everyone else. You drive through what looks like Miami until you get to a place that looks like Miami. Looks like then you Miami. get out of there. You go inside this house. You stay there for like two days. <laughs> then you go home. Then you go home with no. blankets over the windows. There's, Seriously, there's, anything could be going on out there. Jack Nicholson could be masturbating outside that window. I wouldn't know. He is. He's usually by around by seven. I assume that's what today. California's like. <clears throat> Trendsinyourhead.com